1: TOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15, or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian, or priest. This is John Deek speaking. Hello everyone,
2: Mike Howell here. One man is in the middle of the annual run of his award-winning television program. The other is in the middle of what, in the moment? Probably feels like an endless string of sleepless nights So it's another clip show this week, but Well as they say
1: That's life That's That's
3: what all the people say You're riding
0: high in April Shot down in May But I know I'm gonna change that tune when I'm back on top, back on top in
3: June, I said that's life, that's life. And as funny as it may seem.
2: Hello and welcome to Toe Fop. I'm Charlie Claus. I'm Will Anderson. And we're on a different angle talking today. I know, this is weird. We're both <laughs>
1: sitting on the same side of the table.
2: I don't think it's going to affect the dynamics of what we talk about.
1: Uh, look, I feel like this one has a whole different dynamic anyway. We're in a much bigger space than we're normally in. Yeah. Um, uh, we're, that's...
2: We're, we were in the spare room of your yeah. hotel. Yeah. We so we needed. <laughs> we were jammed to next to the
1: bed. <laughs> and now we actually, we genuinely do have a view of Melbourne. You know, and it looks like Gotham City yeah, at night.
2: You know what I always want to do when I come to a hotel when you have this view is. When someone walks in the room, I want to be gazing out over the city with my hands folded behind my back. And then when I walk in, I just look over my shoulder and go, I own this town.
1: It was like a Batman, this apartment essentially, because it's 10 floors up. It's like Batman couldn't be asked going right to the top of the building. He's just like, yeah, I rented a place on the 10th floor. Look, to be honest, the view from the balcony is pretty much the same as on top of the building, so it's practical. I I can still see the streets. Yeah. I've always uh, had a problem with that as a superhero thing. In fact, it shits me because it's become the superhero de rigueur thing in a movie. There's always a scene where the superhero is standing on top of a a building. Yeah.
2: Surveying
1: the danger. How far can you fucking see? Like, unless you've got super, your Superman who has, like, super sight. Yeah. Like, Batman's just an ordinary guy. But I think... In, like, he can't see anything. He can't even see most of the ground floor. It's not like he can see all the crime in the city from there. No, but he probably... It's impractical. He, He'd be better off in a basement with a police scanner.
2: But I think he has that. And Batman has, like, built into his cowl. He has like a radio trans.
1: Yeah, and I get the Batman could probably do it wherever he is, but and it seems and unnecessary and to stand on well top the, of a building.
2: Look, no, I mean seriously, the, the two who really stand in the buildings are Dead Evil and Batman, right? They're yeah, the most stand-up building stand. Oh,
1: it's become a real like I know, you know it's a real one, but like now, now everyone stands on top of a building, patrolling
2: the bad, like the the bad city. It's, yeah, it's, it's mainly. Or Spider Man
1: as well. Yeah, Spider Man. Oh, he swings, you know. So from roof I would
2: argue that those three guys, Batman has a radio transmitter. Yeah. He does. they
1: done it in ba- Yeah, yeah done no, I'm, I'm cool too. with that. Okay. I'm, I'm the totally cool with all, that. But if all you've all got cool. a radio transmitter, yeah. you can be at Starbucks. No, but I think you the, can I, be wherever. I think the you've the, just got to be ready to go. In fact, it'd be better yeah, if he was closer you're, to the Batmobile. On, if you're getting your coffee
2: when all of a sudden, like, the Joker's got hostages at the bank like isn't it better that you sort of can that you're on a in, roof no that you can move in 360 degrees like when you're on that roof he can take off in any single direction so you're saying pay. that roof if is the if he's in Starbucks he has to pay for his coffee wait for them to make yeah. it wait them to call out his name well, Batman
1: I, I feel it would be unnecessary for Batman to wait around for his coffee <laughs> like he is a billionaire playboy I think that he could go you know what crime calls yeah I'll get that coffee later and someone could have a free coffee under the name Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I'm not saying he's necessarily at Starbucks. I'm just saying that it seems like unless that city is has been calculated, that building has been calculated as the actual epicenter, whereby crime. it's easier to get to most crimes from that position, then I understand that.
2: Yeah. But I reckon that's what they would work out. I reckon no, Batman... they're
1: just standing on top of tall buildings because it looks good in the shadows. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. It's all fucking... Well, that's another thing as well. It's I artifice. That's, it's pretense. Yeah, but
2: that's part of it. I mean, isn't Batman's whole thing about creating fear? Like, he's, you know, he wants to strike fear into criminals before, like, you know, he attacks them, so he's a symbol.
1: Oh, you know what? I'm not really having a crack at Batman. I feel like well, Batman... why would you? No, well, exactly. Like, <laughs> okay,
2: have a crack at that fictional character. Yeah,
1: but, but no, I think Batman's the one who probably can justify it. Yeah. I'm saying that everybody else has yeah, ripped yeah. off Batman. Yeah. Batman does it for a practical reason. Yeah. When the and Fantastic- then everybody else is like, oh, that looked really cool yeah. when Batman did that, so yeah. I'm going to do that. But that's
2: exactly right. When the Fantastic Four meet on a building top in New York, you're like... Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> you guys don't need. You to. guys have got an office. You got the really
1: heavy guys. Yeah, wow,
2: that's really dangerous. You what guys have actually got an organisation.
1: <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, you have a meeting room. Yeah, you've got a meeting room, and it's fucking decked out to the shit. Yeah, that's true. Like, why are you meeting on a rooftop? Because it's just cool. Yeah. yeah, but even then, like, it's like, uh, what? How have you got up there? Have you flown up there, or have you gone up in the lift? Like, does Batman jog up the stairs? I always like. Used- how has Batman got onto the top of that roof? I, I
2: imagine Batman always uh, uses his grappling hook.
1: Right.
2: That's how to I, get up there. To get up.
1: Seems like a pain in the ass. Like, that's another thing. He's, really? he's expended just, he... all that energy previous to having to go and fight a So <laughs> do you reckon when he gets to the that top man of the roof should he's be over? Yeah. Like, just, oh my it's God. Like, oh, fuck you, Joker. I've he, got a stitch. As soon
2: as he gets to the top, he, gets, <laughs> he hears a scream just where he came from. He's like, <laughs> come on. If I just only I was, from down there. If
1: only I was at Starbucks. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I do actually feel like... Okay, if two crimes are happening at the same time, which yeah. would happen in Gotham, yeah, does Batman prioritize crimes based on whether he can, which one he can get to first, or does he prioritize the crimes based on which is the more severe crime? Like if uh, if I'd there was someone what, I, getting mugged just below the building,
2: but a gang rape two blocks away. Yeah, I'd, i would going to go for the gang rape. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Because I think
2: I, you know, all so you the know, person would but-
1: get mugged, and he wouldn't care.
2: Well, uh, I think he's Batman. I reckon he have a crack at both. Like, I reckon it might be battering down to the alley as he swings off towards the gang rape.
1: Okay, but, you know, okay, yeah, I Has understand. There's never been a gang
2: rape in any Batman
1: <laughs> I don't comic think so. Book, I think it would, it would have to be more comical than that. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Like, somebody would have had, Let's the Joker this. would have had to release, like, some sort of, uh, you know, uh, into the water yeah. that made everyone want to make love with each other. Yeah. And so, like, there would be... And then so, they'd die. There'd be mass orgies around the city, like, breaking out, and Batman would have to go and break them up.
2: Yeah, okay. Okay, so that's the serious crime. Yeah, there's someone getting mugged.
1: Yeah, um, and he can't make it to both. Well, what's what happens in in Dark
0: Knight?
2: He has to save. Uh, there's two people going to die, and he just chooses to go with the girl he loves. Yeah, so, maybe so he's probably going to the gang rape. Are saying? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but, but I think Batman's whole thing is also. Like, if you if you were defending your house, let's say, like, an apocalyptic situation happened uh-huh. and you felt there was danger all around you, the roof is not a bad place to go because you do have that 360, degree, 360 oh, degrees of...
1: no doubt. If Batman or any other superhero is standing on a building yeah. and that building was the place that all the bad guys were trying to attack, I have absolutely no issue with you standing on top of that building.
2: No, no, but maybe it's not the epicentre of all crime, but you would just say you have 17 buildings around Gotham City that you know, you'd work, like, like a police do a patrol, they'll drive through, you know, so he goes from rooftop to rooftop and gives it like an hour, haven't seen anything, moved to the next, is that...
1: What, what happens if nothing happens? Like, does he just stand up there? It's really... How fucking boring <laughs> must just- that be? He looks for like some, a jaywalker. Yeah. yeah. Does he? The most arbitrary
2: crime. Does yeah. he start to like... Uh, it's like a bouncer, you know? they get all fucking juiced up on yeah. speed and they just want someone to kind of like, you know, give them shit so they've got an excuse to throw
1: some... Batman's just going around giving people parking tickets <laughs> yeah. on really quiet nights in Gotham. Well, maybe that's the case because otherwise... Because you know how boring it is even in this day of the short ex- attention span. If you have to sit around like, waiting for a bus or yeah. if you have to sit around waiting for something to start, if you don't have like, you know, Twitter or a computer game or like, you can listen to your... So does Batman occasionally turn off the police scanner and just like tune into some AM radio? Yeah. Yeah, start no, ringing in on issues?
2: Yeah. So it's like, I uh, think there are too
1: many immigrants yeah, in this yeah, country. Look at a call
2: from Gotham City. I am. <laughs> I would just like to say... <laughs> the crime... It's a disease. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, we were talking about where the weirdest places you've had sex is, Batman. <laughs> Don't answer me! <laughs> Rachel! <laughs> um, did you find it weird
2: that Batman has a speech impediment in The Dark Knight?
1: Well, uh, you mean that Christian Bale has a speech impediment? Well, or yeah, the same the, thing. So you, you're saying that because he has a speech impediment in real life, you think it's weird that Batman has a speech impediment? Yeah, like, I mean, if, you, if you're trying to conceal your identity, right.
2: speech impediment... It's probably one of the. But most he changes likely, his he changes his voice. Well, he changes the pitch of it, but he's still got the speech impediment. And yeah, what, and but I don't of, think people are like. It's, kind of, it's a lisp, isn't it? It's got, I can't quite. Work he's got out a slight
1: lisp, slight lisp. Yeah, a, sil- a sibilance or whatever they call it. Harvey Dent, can we trust them?
2: Yeah. That's what it sounds like,
1: isn't it? <laughs> well, he's can not... We tr- tr- <laughs> it's not. It's not suffering sucker <laughs> yeah.
2: Like it's, it's not that bad. But it is quite a distinct lisp. And he also yeah, but a, it's,
1: it's very different to his Bruce Wayne voice. But there's two
2: things about Christian... That's why he
1: changes his voice, because he's got the lisp, I reckon. That's part of it. Yeah, not well. To disguise the lisp. Well, I, I think... Because if he had, he had the exact same lisp in both, then people would be like, oh, what's clearly I, that guy with the lisp? I reckon, I reckon Michael Keaton is the first
2: guy to pioneer the idea that Batman has two voices. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was ever written in the comic book that Batman changes his voice. They didn't write it in that spooky wobbly writing that you know. No, that's someone's
1: true. using it. No, no, I think that is a modern interpretation. But that was
2: Michael Kett. I think he was a, the right. first one. I and guess. a
1: lot of people had a tr- a trouble with it in the new Batman films. They yeah. didn't like the voice. And well, it was
2: the longest speeches. Yeah. like I haven't. It's good in voice, short speeches, yeah.
1: <laughs> but you're right. After don't do a while, Hamlet's soliloquy, you know, because, because it is just voice, meant to be yeah. like. I'm Batman, die! Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. sort of voice. It's not meant to be... To be me or not to be, <laughs> that is a question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good point. Yeah. But you know what, that's the thing. But it does seem like the sort of thing that, you know what? And it makes sense to me that Batman might have a lisp. Yeah. Because not only... That's he's, why he's so angry. Well, not the only reason, but you know what I mean? Like, when somebody's got something that they've had to struggle against, yeah. the idea of dressing up as another character and disguising that voice, you know, it it gives a little bit more like a... You know, it can't just all be about the fact that he saw his parents got shot.
2: Well, I was going to say, that's a pretty strong motivation. Oh, don't
1: get me wrong. I'm saying that's the major motivation. Yeah. But that's not going to be the only issue that Bruce Wayne has faced in all that time.
2: Well, yeah, and you could also argue that maybe when he was 16, like some girl turned him down for a date. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why he hit the gym.
1: Some teacher told him, he'd be like, you'll never grow up and fight crime. (laughs) I'm going to prove her wrong. (laughs) You will never dress like a bat and become a vigilante. Fucking you don't know anything about me.
2: There's another thing about Christian Bale that I thought doesn't fit in with the Batman wanting to disguise himself thing is he has a mole just there. Have you noticed? No. It's like a little mole or some kind of skin blemish. I think it's, it's just inside his eye on the left side or the right side near his nose. Very distinctive physical marking, which isn't concealed by the Batman mask. He puts the black makeup over it, yeah. but he still has this little kind of mole. Or, I don't think people
1: are looking that closely. They're not getting up I don't that close. Because I, oh,
2: I often think he's
1: often in the shadows and I, in the dark. If I
2: knew Bruce Wayne and then I met Batman, I reckon I'd be able to pick it. Like if you, for instance, like just one night I am out in an alleyway and I'm getting mugged, and you know this guy drops from the fucking, he's all dressed in black with a mask and he's doing this voice, but it was you. I still reckon I'd know it was you, even if you only had your just your mouth showing like Batman. I would just know it was you.
1: Yeah, because like I'd be listening to the Bulldogs on the footy, <laughs> yeah. getting really disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Stopping half over through the fight. I'd be like, hey, Charlie, I'm Batman
2: now. <laughs> you have an old school um, tabletop uh, video game thing at your place? Like yeah.
1: Pac-Man and Galaga. That's like my social... Do you say Galaga or Galaga? No, let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I, I always said Galaga when I was growing up. Yeah. But then as I got older, I was like, well, it's Galaxy... Maybe it's Galaga. See, I don't know. I mean, I know that's
2: your theory. I'm not sure it is derived from Galaxy. Therefore, mm. it has to be Galaga.
1: No.
2: I mean, Galaga, I just think of, uh, you know, the, the comedian who smashes things with the sledgehammer. Right. Isn't that like G-A-L-L?
1: But Galaga makes me think of Lady Gaga. So <laughs> Lady, Galaga, I'd like to say the Lady Galaga, la, 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 <laughs> Ga-la, Lady Galaga. Lady Galaga. <laughs> She's that's Lady a game. Galaga. We can do that. Yeah, totally. We can do like people being attacked by like a, a horde of Lady Gargas that you have <laughs> meet, to...
2: meet dresses advancing on <laughs> you in like sequential movements. <laughs>
1: totally. Lady Galaga. Yeah, I, like, I like it. It's good. We can sell that to people. Um, uh, so I like that yeah. because that's if, if I have some people over... Um, and that's the only thing that I would like do computer games for. Yeah. If my mates are over, we've had a few drinks, or so we've like smoked some weed, and it's like the middle of the night. You are like, I want something to do that's fun. That, those old school games, everyone can just yeah. sit down, have a crack, and it's fun. Because some of those new ones, like
2: because I, I like video games, yeah. but I don't play them because I'm no good at it. No. Like I, I just I, well, some of the new ones, you got
1: to like take a month off work.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. But it's but like... not not. But it, it seems to be my mates who are gamers who are good at video games. I think once you have... It's like muscle memory. Like, once you can play one, yeah. then they just seem to slot in. But, like, a friend of mine, um, or oh, Cam Knight, he went away for his honeymoon and he had a PS3, which he lent to me. And, oh, right. Uh, I thought you were going to say, which he took on his honeymoon. No, 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 no. I don't, I, don't, I don't think Imagine that Imagine that. that. I love you both. <laughs> Equally. <laughs> I'll play with you while she's asleep. <laughs> yeah, after after they just consummated the marriage, she yes. goes to sleep and then she just sees a... bleep. bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> No, he, he lent it to me, and uh, <laughs> he gave me um, a game called Batman Arkham Asylum, which mm. apparently is like, you know, the greatest superhero video game ever made. Like, that, Well,
1: that's how you get me in. Yeah. Like, you know, if you go, Batman's involved, I'll well, be like, oh, hang on. It's
2: pretty amazing. Like, yeah. it, it, you do feel like you're Batman. Like, it, it, it's pretty exciting like that, but...
1: I, I had it for three weeks. I, I bet- would like to play all the scenes where I have to maintain my secret identity. <laughs> I bet they don't have those in the game. But I, that, if I was no. designing the Batman game, there'd be less of the action sequences and more a lot of situations where I had to like hide my secret identity. Or just times where i could like fuck models in the like you know the pool at a hotel and then buy it all the bruce wayne moments that'd be like my video game i think they actually have a
2: video game which is just the playboy mansion it sounds like the game you need to play yeah right they did have one at one stage but this game was like no this was just about bashing bashing criminals and that kind of stuff but i couldn't like it, it took me i had it for three weeks and i played it a couple of times and i spent like all night on one level and could not just it just doesn't it just doesn't click for me like no. it, I don't have that ability and then Cam came around to pick it up, and he showed I showed him that level and I, where I stuck and he just went and within two seconds he was through the next level and it's like, well obviously this the sign is I shouldn't be playing video games I mean yeah. I, I, or I, the, Cam should get a job yeah.
1: <laughs> but I would like to, yeah maybe like. Getting, um, like, James Fosdyke, who did the um, art that's on our, our Facebook page of us, um, he, he's done a lot, a lot of art for some podcasts, and he's a really talented guy. Like, you could get someone like him to, say, create a scene from the show. Ah, yeah. Like, you know, say, when remember when the, um, the Grim Reaper went bowling? Yeah. And we were imagining who the Grim Reaper's bowling team were and what they were called? Like, I can imagine a scene, like, of them bowling, the bowling team, you know, with whoever it is, with, like, a you know, like as a poster and like that sort of thing, I would pay money for that and then i go, oh, well, that's good. That's people who listen to the show for free and they're like, fuck you, I don't want your stupid poster. Well, you can listen to the show for free and not have the stupid poster, but maybe some people who like the show could have the stupid poster and we could have a guy to tell us better ideas than that. (laughs) (laughs) That is the problem, it's the expertise. So hit us up on the on the Facebook page if you do have suggestions of you know what if, it is that you would like. If you want to like even sketch something, yeah. Like if you
2: if you if you've got ideas, I mean, I would love to see uh, if if people could, would make artwork out of some of the hypotheticals
1: oh, that were spoken about. That's my really like I that's the my favorite bit of the show when I like when I think about it back is those scenarios like you know like yeah you know, the zombie town mm. like I start to really think about that a lot as I. Walk around in my life and like what that town would be like, and you know, what people would be doing in that town, or or when we get you know, our reboot of the Muppet show, yes, I'm obsessed by that. Yeah, I can't stop talking to people about who I'm casting. Yeah, like I'm talking to people as like, if we are making this movie, <laughs> like as if I am in charge of casting it. And I'm like, I'm not sure if Seth Rogen's right, like I'm having these conversations <laughs> with the people, Charlie. <laughs> so, if there is anyone out there who's like inspired by any of that stuff, who'd like to, you know. Base anything on it, whether it's, like, music or art or any of that sort of stuff. We would love to see that. That would be really, really fucking cool. Have you seen the new um, Dark Knight poster? (gasps) Oh, Charlie. Do you remember the last (laughs) – was it the last one or was it the start of the first Batman film where, um, you know, all the bats form? It's the first one, isn't it? Where all the bats form. Like, I essentially – when I saw this one masturbated in that shape, like those bats. Like my jizz came out and it formed the shape of a bat. That's how excited I was. It looks so you know fucking what's so cool. what's funny
2: about that is I just watched a trailer for Arkham City, which is the new Batman game. Yep. And one of the tools Batman has is um, uh, explosive gel. So when he gets to a door and he needs to blow it up, he <laughs> sprays white foam in the <laughs>
1: shape of a bat all over the door. <laughs> So I actually have the perfect visual image. <laughs> Imagine if Lucius has come to Batman and he's gone, look, I've managed to come up with this foam that will eat through walls. But the key <laughs> the ingredient... Only, the only way <laughs> that I can get it to work is it's like a flashlight that you put over, like it's a bat light. It's the bat light. Yeah. And um, you put it over... Yeah, you know, your bat penis, and you like have to shake it, uh, and then like you, it'll explode out into the wall, and then bang. You know, that's Lucius. This seems <laughs> unnecessary. I've tried a lot of other ways, and this is the only way I can get it to work. Couldn't I just have some C4? No, the force of ejaculation and the particular pattern is only, that's the only thing, those two chemicals combined, your semen and the, the, the compound I've come up with, is the only thing that will eat through a wall. What about nitroglycerin? No, no, too dangerous. Like this is for like really subtle things where you need to eat through the wall, but you don't need to blow the whole wall up. I mean, this is a much more subtle thing. Dynamite. No, too explosive. Grenade. Too explosive. You have to masturbate into <laughs> the bat light and then it jizzes on the wall and it eats through the wall. That is the only... This is You can go without it. You cannot have this technology and you will still not be able to eat through a wall. But I have perfected the, We may come up with a better one. There may be like six weeks down the line, we may have worked out how to make this work without doing it this way. But... For the next six weeks, would you be willing to, when you need to go through a wall? I've just
2: had a look at your bat <laughs> schedule. Alfred sent it across. And, you know, most of your uh, of your rugs gallery are in Arkham, so yeah. it's going to be quite six weeks. Probably yeah. a good time to test out the uh, the jizz-related explosive. Do you have any Catwoman pictures? <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't actually made that film yet. But in about eight months, yes.
1: It'll be all over the internet. <laughs> I can imagine Batman, like, trying to, like, sneak into some room and, like, on one hand he's got his, like, bat phone so he can, like, download some porn so he can get in the mood and the other hand he's got his bat light trying to get through the wall. (laughs) Do you reckon
2: um, in this Nolan universe, I know this is the last one and there's no Robin, but do you think in his universe of reality-based Batman they could have possibly introduced a teenage sidekick? Yes. Really? Yes. That he takes out on missions yes. and puts in harm's
1: way. Yes. Explain. Uh, okay, it would have to be, I think, somebody who was already a crime-fighting vigilante of some kind. So it's a young person who's so either it's a Dick Grayson. Yeah. That is not an acrobat. No, I mean, I think you could, as they do in like the Nolan universe, they still always have a hint. Of you know the mythology or the story of that person, I, it just doesn't have to be exactly. I, I mean, what he's doing with Bane and what he did with Harvey Dent, like he took an interpretation and one that's kind of been, but it's not necessarily you know the the, the story that everybody knows, yeah, you know, in, including those. Characters. I know how they could
2: uh, could do it. He would be like a teenage drug runner or yeah. something like that. So right. he's involved in some kind of gang, yeah. but. It's almost like, uh, you know, Alpha Dog, had this, it's a teenage gang. So yeah. maybe he runs drugs for like a, a mob boss, but he also runs his own little operation. And that operation is pretty fucked up. Like yeah. they're doing, he, he's, he's killed people before. You know, he's not, he's like a, a grown man. He's, he's 15, 16 years old, but he's seen a lot of shit. I don't know if he, should, he can, can have killed people before. Or at least contributed to deaths.
1: How Maybe about, selling heroin or something Okay, like well, how about this? Um, you could incorporate the acrobatic sort of thing um with the sort of you know in Oceans eleven, there's the the, the Asian guy who's like the you he know you can fit into, he a, can fit into box. a box and that and they use him. So maybe he's been involved in some sort of, you know, gang of guys where that's been his skill. I don't so mean like in a bank, bank robbers. But like bank robbers or anything, but where his athletic abilities. Maybe he does parkour. Oh, that's it, right. Because that's you know cool what it is, right? There has
2: been a spate of yep. robberies and the police can't track him because they yep. don't use getaway vehicles. Not parkour, is that it? Yeah, parkour, that it yeah, where yeah. you jump buildings and shit, yeah. yeah. Okay, so there's been a spate of robberies and the yep. police are having trouble tracking him because it's uh, guys who are getting away on foot. They're not yep. taking huge sums of cash, but they're sending out, say, five kids at once to do like an a sort of coordinated attack on a bank or something. Totally. They all take off with a backpack stacked with cash. Yeah. And Dick Grayson is one of these kids. Yep, They're the runners. The runners.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're not the ones who are doing necessarily the crimes themselves. Yeah. They're the ones who are getting away with yep. the loots of the
2: crime. Through their extraordinary athletic abilities. Yeah. Bang. And Dick Grayson is a street kid, fucked up background. He's got to want revenge because that's the whole thing. His parents were killed, so he's kind of... Yeah, well, his parents are still killed. I think that's the thing they bond over. Okay, all right. Because so that's got to be like... So the neighbourhood Dick Grayson grows up in is yeah. run by a mafioso. Yeah. It's like one of those, like, Godfather or anything like that, where the young kids, they start working for the mafioso at a young age and, you know, they look after their well, family. Well, it
1: doesn't, doesn't have to be a mafioso because even that seems a little bit too... Clichéd. Clichéd. What about, like, I mean, that's... If you've watched um, The Wire, like, the whole idea of that is that, like, you know, in those communities where, you know, drugs are being run... Like, it's the kids who have to, because, you know, the kids can't, you know, be charged as adults. or And, you know, they're growing up in these, you know, in these ghettos, essentially, where the only way you can make a living and being part of that community is to be involved in the, the drug drug. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's that sort of, like, yeah, a bit but, more gritty sort okay, of. Okay, so it's
2: not a, not a mafioso, but there's a guy, <clears throat> there's like an overlord of, a of kingpin. an alien, A kingpin, right? Yeah. And so uh, Dick is running for this kingpin. But maybe loses some cash or yep. maybe pockets some cash and in retaliation the kingpin has his parents killed. Yeah, brilliant. Okay? Yeah, great. Right. Love it. So Dick is still part of that group but he wants revenge. Yeah. And so he goes out one night to try and take out the guy. Yeah. but yep. you know, He gets beaten up, Batman swoops in, saves Cuddling. him from the henchmen or whatever. Perfect. And, Batman, and they bond
1: over their no parents. Yeah.
2: And Batman's like, I don't need a partner. <laughs> and he's like, you don't have to talk like that, dude. <laughs> I know you're Bruce Wayne. Like, I know you're not a... Uh, I know you're a symbol and everything like that,
1: but just fucking talk to me normally, dude. That would be weird, wouldn't it? So, okay, tell me this then. <laughs> if when Batman and Robin are fighting crime, let's just say that they are now a partnership, yeah. right? And Robin knows, obviously, that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. When they were in the Batmobile together on their way to a crime, yeah. which voice? Will Wayne. Batman. So once he's in the
2: uniform. That's it, man. It's once he's in character. Like when Will Farrell puts on the Ron Burgundy wig and mustache, he's Ron Burgundy. Yeah. He's gonna stay like that all day, even during lunch.
1: Does he really though? Um, I reckon during lunch he just talks in like normally, doesn't he?
2: Ah. Uh, like um, I know you
1: hear about some actors who are like yeah, no, always in character. I, I thought I heard
2: that he was kinda of like that.
1: Like, you know, Ron I
2: heard I heard someone say that he used to do Ron Burgundy like around yeah. the office. It was on um uh, Jay Moore's podcast, he yeah. was talking to some SNL guy. He said that often, like, uh, Will Ferrell would just come into your office in character and just stay in character the whole time. And that's, like, a, the building blocks of a lot of, you know, Anchorman kind of characters came from that.
1: Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, you know, when he was, like, you know, talking to his agent. Right. So he's about to go out on set yeah. as Ron Burgundy, right, yeah. and his agent calls to say, hey, good news, they've just given you an extra $50,000. <laughs>
2: I want to be on you.
1: <laughs> do you mean like? Yeah. So I. Uh,
3: I
2: think he might. I mean, there are actors. So you think that if when I'm doing, do you think a, if when Dick, I'm doing an accent, yeah. I will stay in the accent.
1: Yeah. But even you think if lunch, Dick Grayson to people and uh, Bruce Wayne are mates the rest of the time, and when they're out as Batman and Robin, Dick Grayson's still talking in the same voice he talks in. That that Bruce Wayne's gonna be like.
2: Oh, no, no, hang on. Okay, Dick. But you're talking about when they're in the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah. as, as lo- Whenever he's got the cowl on, he's talking like that. Right. and so Even he- if it's a quiet moment, even if they just save the day, they're driving back, the Joker's back in Arkham, things are all fine. Robin's like, hey, man, do you want to get some, like, burgers or something on the way home? He's like, I oh, want a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not hungry. I think there's some leftover salad.
1: <laughs> but, okay, and does he call him Robin? Yes. So once he's in the Batman suit, he'll always call Dick Robin. Depends if
2: he'll call him Robin unless he gets injured. And then he's like, Dick! <laughs> so if you know that always happens. You only call them by their real name if they look like they're in danger.
1: Yeah, right. Clark <laughs> Bruce
2: um, And he's
1: like and like Dick Grayson is so excited to be involved. And he's like, um, okay, we're going in on our first mission. Um, what do you need me to do? And he's like I have one. this flashlight. <laughs> you need to masturbate it over your penis so he can go through the wall.
2: You uh, sure? This doesn't uh, seem like the best way and to... Th- he suddenly looks at what he's wearing. Ah, oh, uh.
1: this makes sense. <laughs> Black rubber. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I think um, Nolan has that ability that he could take any of the characters from that Batman universe. And he would just find, you know, the truth at the heart of them.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a hard sell. But to say put a teenager like in harm's way and say, Oh, that's fine. Well you'd probably done it in a while. You'd probably have to be 18. I, guess, I guess if kick ass. They didn't kick ass. Yeah. It's
1: like a fucking twelve year old. I, th- I think you just as long as you're like, you know, kinda you know, legal of consent sort of age. I don't know what the consent age is to fight crime. I guess I think about Temple of Doom, yeah. Short round was off
2: fighting people and he was like ten years old. Yeah, yeah. totally. You can do it. Yeah. People love to see It's just that the Nolan has that gritty reality edge mm. to it. Like Temple of Doom and Goonies and all those kind of films. Yep. They're like heightened, heightened.
1: I understand that, but he's not playing by the, the rules. Um, How young
2: do you reckon they could cast
1: before it got ridiculous?
2: Twelve is too young?
1: No, twelve's too young. I, I know he's could got Justin
2: to... Bieber do it. Well, I don't think Justin Bieber could do it. But <laughs> like someone who looked and the same Imagine name. if
1: every time Robin rocked up to a crime, just teenage girls started screaming <laughs> yeah. out from everywhere <laughs> and enough. screaming. Uh, Christopher Nolan, I heard you use CGI in this movie, even though in the past you've really been a fan of uh, you know doing all the stunts yourselves and being really natural. And he's like, uh, yeah, I only had to use it to edit out Justin Bieber fans <laughs> who kept wandering onto set to claim that they were pregnant.
3: Oh, Batman! 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 Oh! <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, no, I think 16, 17. Yeah, easily. B looks oh. like a
2: weedy little 16 year old. You'd have to cast someone who looked like physically capable. Taylor, Taylor Lautner, he's probably the one they would cast. Oh, Ugh. really? Well, didn't he just do some fucking film where he was shooting guns and rescuing people and stuff? Yeah,
1: but it was awful. Yeah, right. Like, he's not, he's in great shape, but he doesn't have that sort who of. Who would they st- cast then? I think you need someone who's got a little bit more of like a tough guy. Yeah, an indie sort of tough guy. Like,. I mean, Gosling's too old, but, like, is there some young Gosling? Is there, like, a young... Yeah,
2: that's funny. Young Gosling. <laughs> this is a Gosling. Goose. <laughs> anyway, yes.
1: <laughs>
2: is that too... Yeah, it's too nerdy. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, I like it. You've won some people back, I think. There's some people like... That Charlie <laughs> Clawson's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but is there like a, a young actor who has that sort of like edgy, uh, you know indie... What? I just saw last night,
2: uh, we need to talk about Kevin, which is like an indie horror film about a uh, Tilda Swinton plays a mum. Yep. who has got a sociopathic teenage son and he's like real young and broody. That's kind of who they're going to get, isn't
1: it? Yeah, in the old days, you could have got um, uh, Macaulay Corkin's brother. Kieran Corkin. No. He always had like a he, weird, edgy, no. indie. Edgy? No. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> no. Not him. Not him. <laughs> uh, Justin Hamilton.
2: Surprise is here. guest, yep. Justin Hamilton. Yep. He heard us
1: talking about this oh. and booked a ticket to immediately get here. Yeah. I be you
0: from Melbourne. <laughs>
1: it's amazing, Justin. Uh, we we sent up the Justin single. Yeah. <laughs> because we knew that you would be the only person who could help us on this. Um, Dark glasses in the sky So basically what we've been talking about And Justin like isn't really aware of this He literally just walked through the door in the middle of this conversation And we thought, we've got to get him in here he no, We just expert. started yelling at him Justin, Justin, Justin
2: <laughs> <laughs> You can answer this question <laughs> Only you can settle this
1: um, Basically we've been talking about um, uh, Batman, like usual
0: <laughs> Yes <laughs> and, uh, so This the- is Co-Pop, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this could be any <laughs> number of episodes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So we're talking about the uh, the Christopher Nolan universe, and we're talking about whether you could introduce the character Robin, yeah. like in that realistic universe that he has put together. A, do you think you could introduce him? And B, how would you introduce him? Now, we've already come up with a theory of how we might introduce him, but yeah. I'm not going to poison your
0: thoughts with that. I want to hear what you come up with first. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we'll. This would be
1: eerie if, he, yeah. if
2: he's on the money of
0: us. You know, uh, all right, this is. I reckon you can do it. Yeah. But I don't reckon you can do, you can't do the red and gold, colourful sidekick because that was you know that was a thing from the forties to try and make it accessible to kids. Yeah. Well, we don't we don't need to do that. No. You can kind of almost go straight to you can go Dick Grayson. Yep. Dick Grayson's a great character. Tick tick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good to see you're all on point here. And um, I would I would I would. Give him almost the look of uh, the the, the relaunch Fifty Two comics, So for people who don't know, because they actually we saw so the right guy. Um, uh, DC relaunched all of their line from the uh, from the ground up. Uh, the new the new costume that Dick Grayson wears as the character of Nightwing looks pretty good. It's red and black, and it looks yeah. so you'd go straight for that costume. And then this uh, is the first time there's ever been facts on Topol. Yes, yes. By the way, I'm single. Um, <laughs> And uh, and I I don't know if you like I, I reckon maybe you introduce him but you, you he doesn't even necessarily have a nickname like he just kind of works. Give with us the Batman.
2: circumstances of how. Yeah, where does he come from? Where does he come from?
0: I'm thinking
1: what uh, story? Because I mean the thing about Nolan and this was our theory. The thing about Nolan is he doesn't necessarily have to adhere. Uh, exactly to the storyline of that no. person. He might take their defining characteristic yep. or one particular story in the mythology of that person or the canon
0: of that person yep. and he goes that's the bit I'm using and that's what I'm going to sort of extrapolate. So what would you do? This is, this is how I do it. You you have Dick Grayson, you have him uh you still have him as an orphan. But this is where I go. I I have him like the Andy Garcia in, in The Untouchables. Oh, he's nice uh story. he's yeah. uh, uh Dick Grayson Yes, Dick Grayson—that is his name. <laughs> yeah. uh, is it has been a cop in his. Uh, well, no, 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 no. Because we're, we're saying he's. Teenage. We want him
1: to be a teenager.
0: Oh, we we want him to be young. This is the problem, right? Like, we... well, you can you can still have him. Uh, or do do you want him being like fifteen teenager? No, no, no. no, no. Or... We want to know what you think. No, well, we,
1: but we ne- But he needs to be a teenager. No older our, than sixteen. Because I guess no our, older than sixteen. I guess, I guess our thought was. Could you bring in a teenage character in a realistic yeah. universe? So I make, how
0: would you do that? All right, I make him the son of a cop that oh. Batman admires. Oh, that's actually even
2: better. So oh, he,
0: he, Justin, so good. he's followed this cop. He's yeah. one of the only good cops that yeah. he believes in. Yeah. Uh, through circumstances which aren't necessarily Batman's fault, uh, oh. he gets taken out. He feels a certain level of responsibility. I feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Come no, over here. It does. <laughs> and, uh, it does
1: have to be. Partly Batman's fault, I yeah. think. like I think they that-
2: did because they did that in Batman Forever. Yeah. it was because Val Kilmer didn't identify himself as Bruce Wayne. The yeah. Two Face killed his parents, so that he sort of was forced to mm. take uh, wardship of him.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, because yeah, you need a yeah. reason for Batman yeah. to
1: go. I'm going to take this guy on.
0: Yeah, and he takes him on, and then I, I reckon you know, like I reckon there's an there's an argument between uh, Alfred and Bruce where bruce starts thinking you know i reckon this guy could do some stuff you can't possibly take him on <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah so that's that's he's how just I'm a moving. boy he's just a boy he's just a boy yeah right. But that's, so, how, that's how you bring him in. But does he have, like, um
2: Where, where did he, skills he, his acrobatic skills? Yeah. How do you uh, incorporate well, that he, in? He's,
0: well, he might be, you know, like he, his dad might, if his dad's a super cop, he probably has fighting skills already. Oh, you Justin, know what I mean? come on. This is no. Christopher
2: Nolan. He makes it real, yeah, man. Like
0: Exactly. He needs some sort of, like, you know. He's got super Well, can we tell he's you. Got, <laughs> is, that, is that what you want to hear? <laughs> oh, oh, we'll tell, he started we'll tell you what we growth.
2: thought. Yeah. And you... So what we said yeah. is that he grew up in like a, a rough part of town, like the wire. Yeah, yeah like the wire. and he was a he was a drug runner. Yeah, so yeah. You And, know and so he was kids. good at the So nah, he's yeah. like, right. Yep. Yep. And then uh, he botches uh, some kind of deal for the kingpin of that area, and the kingpin kills his parents. Right. And so he goes out as a 15, 16 year sixteen-year-old, goes out for revenge. He goes to killed the kingpin yep. gets beaten up by his henchmen and Batman swoops in and sort of saves him right and that's how he kind of yeah. Batman takes him but we had we, uh, okay. he had parkour okay. skills okay. parkour okay. skills <laughs> he's
0: got what sorry parkour, parkour skills and he right. grew up on the street you know where you can like uh, yeah. Yeah, run on the side of buildings like, uh, yeah yeah. Like, <laughs> well yeah but why can't my guy do that as well like, he's, well you he didn't say great. that no but what? I was still talking where about where has he, no, where he, where has is he learned my- his parkour skills because he's just this super cop and he's taught him well, how to he, defend himself because they live in a rough part of Gotham. Hang on, what, because all you, of Gotham is rough. No super he's cop a, he's, is
1: teaching their fucking kid parkour Yeah, skills.
0: Because he has to be able to look after himself because the mum was parkour. killed. The mum was killed.
1: <laughs> Should I teach you karate,
0: jiu-jitsu, well, kickboxing or parkour? Why not? Why dad, not? He's like, Dad, I don't think you understand You parkour. don't even know the dad. Like, that's such bullshit to fucking judge the dad. He's dead and you guys are fucking judging him. Like, he brought in the parkour schools. <laughs> you know, this dad's cool, man. I've got
1: a more important question for you, Justin. We'll get to who you'll cast as um, oh, as Robin in a minute. But um, before that, I've got to um, ask you a more important question, uh, which I'm not sure that Charlie has answered for me uh, sufficiently. Yes, sir. Uh, which is that when Batman and Robin yeah. are driving home from fighting crime together in
0: the Batmobile. Yeah. Right? This is the original Robin, Dick Grayson. Any, he, any, he, any any, iteration. Any Batman and Robin. Okay, But yep. like in this Nolan film, right? Right, yep. They're, they've solved a crime.
1: Yep. They're going home together in the Batmobile yep. to get like a DVD and... Uh, a chill out in front of the TV. Chill out in front of the TV, whatever. Yep. Bat computer. Yeah. Bat computer. <laughs> <laughs> in front of the Bat TV. Yeah. They've got Bat towel. Yeah. Sitting on their Bat bean bags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, enough with the bats.
0: That's what, that's what Robin does to rebel. That's why he comes dressed in a red and gold outfit. Fucking yeah. he way died. of rebelling. Yeah. I'm not, you're not your father. Yeah. No, you, you're not. You're not. <laughs> you actually are. Uh, so,
1: they're coming home. Yeah. Now, he knows, obviously, that uh, Batman is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Does Batman use the Batman voice yeah. to yeah. Robin in the car?
0: Yeah, no, he does. Because mm. he, he fucking can't help himself. Really? Yeah, Bruce is mental. And Christian Bale plays a very yeah. You've as seen, long it. As he wears you've seen the, it when he talks to Gordon, and there's yeah. no one else around. Get it, Gordon? Do you know what I mean it's like he's always talking like yeah, that? Yeah, but when he's in when yeah, he's in they, character, but he's they know character. each other and they're going home. He's in character. Yeah, I, I, I agree. With That's you. what Charlie thought.
1: As he, long as he's wearing the mask, no as as matter he's who he's talking mask. to. I th- he no, a, You he, know, the
2: only time I think he would change it was hmm. if the mission called for him. Just say. You know, he has to alert a bank that the joke is coming. And so he calls them up, but rather than use a Batman voice, oh, he course. would drop it to say, hey, the Joker's on his way.
0: I would find that disturbing. Run! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm
2: sorry, I'm sorry, I meant run.
0: <laughs> sorry. Oh, I can't just help myself. Just got a frog in my throat. Uh, I would find that disturbing watching the Christian Bale Batman talk normally.
2: Do you reckon, out of all the Batman, yeah, George Clooney was the only one who didn't change his voice and it looked dumb?
0: Yeah, yeah. It yeah, looked dumb not-, not to
2: change his voice at all.
0: Yeah. It, oh, Adam West didn't change his voice either. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, don't, no, I mean, yeah, so the modern Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Even Val
1: Kilmer did a little bit of a grumble. Justin, uh, we have to wind this up, but before we do wind it up, yeah, um, who are we going
0: to cast? That's a tough one. Yeah. That, like, that's a really it, that's a really tough one is it who
2: do we cast or who would get cast because if it, if it's who would get cast then I would think like Taylor Lautner would I definitely I don't think he would he's Nolan universe are you, what is are it? you no. kidding the producer would say this fucking guy's last film has grossed almost like a billion fucking dollars Abduction gonna... no 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 but Twilight he's still oh, the right. wolf boy Sorry. from Twilight yeah, yeah but no
0: but one's going to Twilight that, just because of him but that movie that he made that had the Abduction, the, the yeah. Inception ripped mm. off poster that did not make that yeah, much no. money. That's yeah. true. So, so when he's on his but he's, own, but he's not, not being a wolf, yeah, yeah, no one yeah. cares.
2: Well, that's perfect though because he's not on his own. He's going to be in a Batman movie. So but you don't not need a big to get risk.
1: extra people to the Batman movie. It's the Batman movie. He'd
0: be terrible. People are already coming. Yeah. it's Batman, they killed my parents. <laughs> 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 oh, the, oh. Even as a concept that just makes you sad in your soul.
1: You know what it would be like? It, it would be like the um, uh, Katie Holmes, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal thing. Yeah. Except that... Um, it would halfway it, it would through halfway the through, movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah halfway yeah. halfway <laughs> through the movie, suddenly Robin wouldn't be Taylor Lautner anymore. Well, okay, so would, so, would, would,
0: would you get someone who's a little bit older? Like, I don't know. Like, well, would, I said,
1: have you
2: seen We Need to Talk About Kevin, the Tilda Swinton film? No, uh, but I
0: know the boy that you're but talking about. There's a boy about. in that, and yeah. he's
2: really like, he's very intense and emo and dark yeah. and, and scary. But... He's weedy. Like, he doesn't look like a parkour, drug-running kid. Like, I think you need... I mean, at least Taylor Lautner has got a physique, which looks like... Yeah, anatomy. but
0: he always looks like he needs a shit. <laughs> Do you know what like, I mean? Like, he he's looks always like looks llama. constipated.
2: He looks, he's got the same thing Nick Revolt has. He's got that llama. The eyes are really placed together. The face is <laughs> yeah. all like, you know? It's like his someone... features are all in the middle of his face.
0: Yeah, they fucked up the lens. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know. I really can't think of who else... I can't really think I of... I mean, I guess we have to look to TV. What are the big TV shows... Not, not the kid from Breaking Bad, but you know he's probably a candidate. He oh, would how, be a Superman. The, the Walter White Junior from Breaking Bad would be a great Superman. Yeah. What uh, about
1: from Ah? Oh, what about the fat kid from Modern Family? Oh. <laughs>
0: He would be amazing. <laughs> would All you <laughs> need to do is squeeze that fat up into muscles.
1: Well <laughs> the imagine, kid from Imagine twi- if Christopher Nolan came out and said, We've cast one more thing. Robin's yeah. gonna be in it and, and it's, it's the fat kid from Modern Family.
0: Hey, you know what? It would be the same thing that people were saying about oh. Heath Ledger. <laughs> <laughs> I know
2: who then they he wins cast. us over. Your fucking mate. We've talked about him on this show. Ah, uh, uh, whose name
1: I keep wanting to look up. Who's, Callum. Callum, who's in the Great Gatsby. He was in, uh, I, who Am was in I Am Number Four. That kid. He was one of the numbers. He'd, in
2: number four. How, is he? Is he? Is he little? Can't remember. Ah, uh, no, he could look hard. I you reckon. could train him up. Get him into
1: the gym. Yeah. Okay, he's cast. He is my favorite actor whose name I don't quite know probably <laughs> yeah. and mention constantly on this podcast. Yeah. He's getting a lot of heat from this podcast, but nobody quite knows who he is.
0: <laughs> He's almost getting some heat.
1: Yeah. I watched a bit more of, um, because uh, Charlie and I went and saw I Am Number 4. Oh, what was it like? Uh, together. I Am Number Shit. <laughs> I, I literally got in trouble at one stage because, like, you know, in the movie, have you seen the movie? No. Uh, constantly the characters, like, come out and say things like, I am number six (laughs) I am number four and at one stage like about three quarters of the way through the movie when that happened I just like in that whisper that I was meant to only like amuse the person next to me but suddenly everyone was silent I just went bingo (laughs) and uh But, and you got in trouble? But we were at a screening put on by oh, Australians in film. film and people who made the film, including... That's where I met that guy. Oh, right. At that thing. Because yeah. he was in it. And yeah.
2: Yeah, there's a few actors from it. But it was... The, the film, the concept is that this kid has been raised on Earth. He's actually an alien from yeah. a distant galaxy. And it's from... And it's, there's,
0: they're, they're children. Uh, they're young adult books. Yeah, That that's they're based right. on. Yeah,
1: yeah, but there's a really cynical story behind it that I don't know all the details of. But really? somebody... Put together this company, right? Like a big sort of author, I think, a really popular author, put together this company whereby they make uh, these children's novels. But he actually write; they make the children's novels, right? based on the idea that they will be made into movies
0: oh yeah oh, so I've heard that so yeah. they kind of read more like treatments you know sometimes you read books now but, and it's but, almost but like but that's
1: not uncommon like uh, no no, no
0: but I wasn't saying it was uncommon but but they yeah, essentially right, go now.
1: what's a shitty movie we can make let's right. turn that into a book and they have this big sort of production house like, I don't think they say what's it. a
2: shitty movie we can make
1: <laughs> I don't think anyone enters into it going what's the worst fucking thing <laughs> we
2: can make well, let's turn it into a book <laughs> you know what let's let's get, create more work for ourselves no. to create
1: a piece of shit like a piece of shit of, of shit. Yeah, but it's uh, okay. That's not quite what I'm trying to say. They're not saying they're, they're not saying let's um, get an organic experience that connects with children that it's we can grow into something. We go. What and... are they like? Yeah, yeah. It's like on The Simpsons where they made Funzo. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah <laughs>
1: They've yeah. essentially made the movie version <laughs> of Funzo, yeah. and then they farm out the scripts to young writers who like have to kind of you know yeah, produce nothing. Yeah, yeah. get paid very little. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that, I think that's what the and that this movie. Yeah. Reads like it's like no. oh kids like Twilight, so let's oh. have like romance kids
2: like yeah. X Men, so the 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 plot is these alien beings are being spread out over the galaxy. I am I think there's seven of them and he's number four in yeah. the seven. Yeah. And they're being hunted down by a group of bad aliens. Is it a bit like Roswell? I've never seen Roswell, but I'm no. assuming it is. Yeah. Probably. But the thing about it that is completely uh like just takes away any kind of uh, anticipation or, or tension in any scene is that this kid, this teenage boy is coming to terms with his powers right. and they manifest, like all these powers manifest just when he needs them and they happen to be powers that perfectly suit the situation in which he needs that power. And so, he
0: has almost full control of them yeah. pretty much immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that drives me mental <laughs> in a movie.
2: And it's a movie too, and I've spoken about this before that I hate, in a film where someone has like, you know, the ability to sort of shoot power beams energy beams there's a scene where they're shooting bad guys are shooting energy beams and good guys are shooting energy beams and they're meeting in the middle and they're like both straining yeah. to see like who can because i always wonder how all that straining you said like more energy like how are they putting more into it like yeah. what are they concentrating on they're calling so they're breathing on, they're the,
0: calling on their heroic qualities yeah uh, no
2: i
3: would
1: assume it's <laughs> their most, yeah, I would, I would sorry, the diaphragm sorry i meant the diaphragm i would have yeah. said, said it's mostly core <laughs> Yeah, Like that's why you do those core exercises yeah, You'd Like you'd see them at the gym on that little rolly thing Like yeah. doing that weird But it's like really good for your core And yeah. when you have to go up against an alien Who also has the extraordinary
0: abilities you have Well they don't do core cool.
2: Well the yeah. one thing I learnt from the movies Is if a bad guy is about to point a power beam at you You just need to grab a mirror
0: <laughs> Yeah It always works <laughs>
2: Because for some reason They are indestructible
0: Yeah by the way, I just thought: Do you uh, have you seen the new Robin in in the comics?
2: No, I haven't seen any of the new oh, DC. Man. The new Robin do. is
0: the best comic book character since Wolverine. Really? Yeah, he's awesome. He's ten years old. He's Damian Wayne. He's the illegitimate uh, illegitimate uh, child of Bruce. And oh. Razagul's uh, daughter Talia, oh. and it was. I of, knew they were going to fuck. It, I just th- knew it. It oh. was. It was in this graphic novel that was out of uh, continuity, That's and they so always ex- fucking good. Yeah, man, and so what it. they did was they uh, brought in. This is fucking great. So they bring in this character. She comes in yeah. and says, "Yeah, you're the father of this boy, and you need to look after him. He's been trained by the fucking League of Shadows, and he's he's really aggressive. He's really nasty. Like he's the one who's like he goes and beats the fuck out of the Tim Drake." Rubber. And to prove that he's more worthy of being the son of Bruce sounds Wayne. Like, it sounds like and Jason Todd. It, no, 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 no. Jason Todd was a tool. Damian Wayne he's is. He's going around picking fights with Tim Drake. Nah, Damian Wayne is the fucking. Business. He's Same the best away. character since Wolverine. And, yeah, and then but, recently, well, the thing I
1: like about that idea is that because that whole conflict there about like the right way to you know change the world and destroy the world that it, like was yeah. even in the first yeah you know, in Batman Begins yeah like you could you could see that played out like yeah. you know in that. Gee, we need one more movie, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean. Like yes.
0: let's 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 do one more. And because they did the the storyline recently, where Bruce Wayne he, he went he disappeared and Dick Grayson took over the mantle of Batman, it inverted what the characters meant. So instead, you had a, a, a Batman who's very confident with who he is, feels very calm with who he is, can crack jokes, and you had a Robin who was a psychopath. Yeah, and right. so it inverted the yeah, such yeah, a simple that's idea. Great stories. How much time do you spend? I'm 39. Looking up <laughs> stuff
1: about the new Batman movie. Would you think
0: a week? I, uh, you know what? I've recently just dialed it back. Yeah, I've, I'm, I've I'm trying not to back. look at anything. And I haven't looked
2: at any of the videos, any yeah. of the photos, any I, of the spoiler. I've been I mean, looking
0: at the CIA, you know, the, the viral oh, yeah, stuff. The I look. Viral I, stuff. I look at the yeah. viral stuff, but uh, now I'm backing right out of it because yeah. I'm starting you know and even though i reckon there's a lot of misdirection going on with the stuff that they're letting out uh, everyone's
2: I- picking the misdirection though. i don't want to talk about it cuz everyone knows but the villain they're talking about bringing back the bane is just like a smokescreen for it. everyone kind of knows right should we say it we know it right? i should we should just say it right rashad Ghoul.
0: well it's, it's all going well that's to what in. we think right it's going to be but like it- a it's going to be the end of that story from yeah. the from well the it first makes moment. complete sense it's yeah.
2: it completes the circle yeah
0: yeah it- it's going to be amazing. And I have... Oh, that's not my predictions. Uh, no, nah, it will be. Uh, I have... I don't want to live in a world where have I you, have doubt. Have you heard... You know, the, I have nothing but full
1: confidence. Yeah. yeah
0: you
2: know, the, did you read that thing about like the, the, the six-minute prologue that they're screening in front of... Um,
0: Mission Impossible goes Protocols.
2: Yeah. There's, I read a review of it the other day and a guy, the guy said it's fucking... Like, that six minutes is... I, worth the price of seeing mission impossible. I
0: I know the, I I saw the bit where he just said it's amazing. And then just didn't read it. Yeah. He said, he he actually (laughs) said that, (laughs) I said, that's
2: all I need to know. (laughs) No, he actually, I think he said that, um, in the article, this was one on ain't it cool? I think it was Mr. Beaks. And he said that he didn't, it was so good. He didn't actually want to explain what he saw because he didn't want to ruin it for anyone. And this is a fucking reviewer. Like, and that's their job.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's pretty exciting.
0: It's, it's going to be phenomenal. Like but it, there's a bit. There's a lot of.
1: I enjoy reading the theories and stuff. Like I don't think there's a problem with that because I like getting involved in like why that should be a good yeah. idea. Yeah, it's good I fun know. to think read, about it. We read this great article the other day. Oh shit. About why Batman will die in yeah. in the Batman film, and oh there was this God. guy, <laughs> yeah, who um, has reasoned it. Compl- I mean, whether it's you know, completely wrong. Or- his reasoning and the way he structured it and the way he explained it, you were like, "Yeah, that's what should happen." That's, yeah, that is, that is that's definitely what should down. happen. Yeah. And he explained why, and he went through. Um, it, it was Even so if nerdy. Even he dies, he's like, a symbol. His was,
2: symbol. The symbol will continue. Yeah, and as a man, you can be killed. Yeah, but as a symbol, you can become. Well, so I much see, well more. I've been flicking exactly. through
0: V for Vendetta yeah. recently. I got it, and uh, you know, the thought, "Oh my god, that is that is the perfect way to to finish it off." Because yeah, he's right. kind of he's got, the character's gone. Too far to kind of come back to yeah. then just like being, hey, everyone, I'm fine now. Yeah. Like, you can't, oh, yeah, no, I'll drink cocktails and hey. And that's been
1: the, th- the theme through it has always been that idea of, you know, Batman being the symbol, not necessarily, yeah. you know, the man himself.
2: And that would yeah. make sense because in The Dark Knight, it starts with all those Batman impersonators yeah. getting fucked up yeah. and him saying, idiots, like, I'm not out here with fucking hockey pads on. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's something different. So and then,
1: and then just, there's the idea that because, you know, Christopher Nolan and uh, Christian Bale have both said, this is our last Batman. Yeah. But they could actually continue well, the Nolan universe well, with a different director and a, a different person taking well, over. Well, they, the they said, they so. said that, not that, a, that not Emma a,
0: Stone and Christopher Nolan were still going to produce. Yeah. so
2: Not if Bruce Wayne dies, though. I'm not seeing a film a Batman Beyond or something. Like, it has to be Bruce Wayne.
0: I'm if it's Nolan, him. I'll go.
2: No way, no way. I, no no, no I, one's even, more important did you ever to me read, than Batman. Did you,
0: ever,
2: <laughs> <laughs> did you ever read Nightfall? Yeah. Like Nightfall, I think, massively underrated. That's the story that I yeah. think they're, I'm assuming they're borrowing elements from from the new film, which is yeah. where Bane uh, paralyzes Batman yeah. and yeah. Azrael That's theory. to take over the Because yeah.
0: my theory is, you know, that, that shot in the trailer of Gary Oldman saying, you've got to come back and you can hear Bruce Wayne saying, what if he can't? My, my theory is the camera's going to spin around and he'll be in a wheelchair.
2: Oh, yeah, I thought that, uh, yeah. Yeah, Jesus right. shit,
0: July nineteenth. Wow. If I could be put into a coma and on July nineteenth, so I said, Justin, uh, time to wake up, and I could go. You know what? If they <laughs> I'd do it.
1: if they
2: if they did it, where <laughs> Batman is paralysed by then the film, doesn't die, but is paralysed. Yeah. And then Nolan and Bale leave, and then another director comes in for a series of two films where Azrael. Or Nightwing or whatever has taken over the role of Batman. Okay, I'm in for that. But at some stage, Christian Bale has to come back at the end of the second trilogy and take
1: the mantle back. All right. Or at least have a wheelchair race with (laughs) (laughs) Professor Professor X. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Professor X would be way ahead of him because he's got mental powers. (laughs) It's
1: never a race. Like I literally was like seeing a story the other day and it was a terrible story about someone's parents had died and they said, left be- leaving behind their, you know, two daughters, Cheyenne and Kayanne, And I, there was part of me that was like, they're better off without them. <laughs> <laughs> their parents have been making bad decisions for them since they were born. <laughs> you know? So you're saying if Bruce Wayne was actually K.
2: N. Wayne, yeah. then it's probably better his parents got killed in front of him. Exactly. They deserved it. <laughs> Bruce probably organised the hit. So little Kayanne yeah. Wayne probably organised the hit. He <laughs> got the money. Yeah. Shit. That's a nice revisionist history of Batman. He mm. actually organised his parents' murder. Oh, that's some great, like, you know, that Frank Miller or somebody would do. Well, there was, I remember reading, I think it's, uh, oh God, it was, it's a, as a bad one. I think it was called Year Two. Mm. Year One is the classic. That's the Frank Miller one, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. And then there was Year Two, which was like a bit of a letdown. And it features the appearance of the Reaper, who is this... Uh, he's like, he, it like this Reaper, who is this—he's He appears at the screen. Reaper, wears like a leather... Wow. A, a red leather suit, like a protective armour suit. And he carries right. two huge scythes around, right? So he looked like Eddie Murphy in Raw. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like a terrifying version of Eddie Murphy in Raw. But... Um, he uh, he was like a vigilante, but he was out slaying you know I don't know like prostitutes or whatever. But as it turned out, what he was trying to do was entice Batman to come out and fight him because it turns out that the Reaper, his father, was Joe Chill, who uh, you know uh, who killed Batman's parents. Yeah. Because if you go back to year one, I think there's a there's a scene where Bruce Wayne confronts Joe Chill and he and he finds the gun that Joe used to kill his parents and he puts a gun to his head and he like he's you know, like I'm going to finish it now. Um, the little Joe Chill kid saw that and assumed that Batman killed his father. Batman didn't, he chased some bad guys and someone else killed his father. Um, so anyway, he uh, gets Bruce Wayne into this kind of trap and uh, he wants to mentally break him so Bruce Wayne will kill himself. And he thinks, well, what's the one thing that would make Batman kill himself or Bruce Wayne kill himself? And he plays this kind of like video over and over, like Clockwork Orange. And in this video, this brainwashing, Bruce finds out that he was glad his parents were dead.
3: And oh, that's what right. kind
2: of like, triggers him to want to kill himself. Yeah. So you could do some kind of like similar thing like that where you could rewrite Batman's history. But as it turns out, like, you know, he was like a Damien-type child. Like, you know, from the very beginning, he wanted to kind of assume... He was he was always going to be a vigilante. He was always going to be a vigilante, but he knew he had to get his parents out of the
1: picture. Yeah. <laughs> it was because, like, his parents weren't supportive of his vigilantism like, say, Dexter's dad was. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> like, right. If only had a dad like Dexter, he could have started killing people at an early age. Yeah, right. Dexter yeah. is pretty much an alternative story of Batman. Yeah. Because it is, it's some, well, in our world anyway, where Batman is a fucked up kid who wants to kill people. (laughs) Dexman. How would people feel about that if you just added that to the character of Batman? So the idea is that Batman, um, you know, still is your normal sort of Batman that you know, Mm. but when he catches the criminals... Sorry, I should turn my phone off. I think I would have learnt by now. Yeah, I feel like we're on. Um, there's this radio show I listen to called uh, Sports uh, Sports Today. Sports today, sports tonight. Um, anyway, it's a, it's a 3AW, like a talkback radio, but it's all about football. And mm. it has these two guys, Jared Healy and Dwayne Russell. And I love it. It's great footy chat. And they have, like, you know, all my favorite footy people on, like, you know, Lee Matthews and, you know, Mike Sheen. We know I, how you feel about Lee yeah, Matthews. <laughs> I, love, I love Lee Matthews so much. And they have him for an hour once a week. And it's my favorite hour of radio. Because Jared Healy, I think, like, if I needed to reboot my dad, like, if I needed someone to be, like, I love Jared Healy the way I love my dad. And and when him. That motherfucker's is, never had a heart attack. Yeah, exactly. And just kept working. No. Try that, Jared Healy. Although my dad never won a Brownlow.
2: So, <laughs> uh. Fuck you, Dad. I'm ashamed of you.
1: I you wish I'd killed you when I was five. <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. So if you added this to the Batman myth, right? That Batman just goes about his business. Everything we know about Batman is true. So you you go and see The Dark Knight, and that movie is exactly the same. Except they've added in some footage of when Batman gets the bad guys back to his Batcave. Yeah. And these like a murderous and rapist and stuff like this. Yeah, People yeah. who deserve it. He then... Tortures them. Well, he didn't just kill them like Dexter. Like, yeah, like he's a serial so killer. He, he, like the bad guy
2: wakes up and he's in the Batcave. So he sees the giant penny and he sees the dinosaur. And then he sees Batman just taping
1: up black plastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like really black. Like yeah. it would be all themed. Yeah. And they have like a series of bat knives and bat scalpels and shit that he used to like cut him and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would that change the Batman story? Oh, of course. But I think that people would. I would think they there'd understand? Be, there'd be
2: a portion of people who would still dig uh-huh. that. Like the Punisher. He's still getting the bad people off the street, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so he's sadistic yeah. in the way he, uh, he, he treats the, the victims. But people like Dexter, don't
1: they? Dexter's a hero. Well, I don't know. I think that's the whole point of that TV show, Dexter. But is... you like Dexter. Yeah. And you
2: empathise with Dexter.
1: You empathise with Dexter, but you don't necessarily, you know, that's, that's kind What's of the... the co- difference between empathise yeah. and sympathise? Uh, well, empathise is you feel, um, you know, oh yeah, that's maybe what I would be like in that situation. Yeah. Uh, whereas sympathise is say I'm, I feel sorry for you. Yeah. You know.
2: Okay. Some, it's specifically about pity. Sympathise. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. But
1: but empathy is also like, but that you can go. Oh yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, I I understand that. I could be. That's that. right. Because an empath is someone who's like,
2: oh, he feels danger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He so. wants to communicate. And yeah. that's where the word came from. <laughs> Star Trek. Thank you. <laughs> there was no such thing as empathy before Star Trek.
2: Uh, yeah, I think people would still dig it. Like, in the same... Oh, you know how they do that with comic book titles is they spin the character off into different, you know, uh, different versions of themselves. If, if suddenly they're brought out like uh, Batman After Dark, kind of, you know, Batman goes super crazy, I think people would still read that. I think that'd be kind of cool, actually. I mean, it would logically it would make sense that a kid who, very, who witnessed the very violent death of his parents would then enact acts of violence on, you know, people that he believed to be evildoers. It makes... A lot of sense
1: all right okay we take it a step further then instead of killing them what he likes to do when he catches the bad guys is take them home and then they wake up in the very similar thing and he's putting black plastic everywhere yeah. but then he masturbates on them like that's that's what he does just to i think you've just
2: uh forced the closure of dc comics <laughs> <laughs> the burning of all batman materials i don't know like are- one quick bat wank like, he doesn't kill them. It's actually... A better wank. Yeah. To be honest... You've got your better wank. I've got my better
1: wank. W- your better wank. <laughs> so... My better wank. Yeah, so he gets out his better wank. <laughs> and he masturbates. Because <laughs> that's what he enjoys doing. And it's one quick one. He doesn't do it over and over, but he likes to masturbate on so everyone. So it's he a couple of, it's like Two tugs and it's, it's out. It's like he's, it's like Zorro. Except what he does is he masturbates on them and his semen forms the bat symbol. The bat symbol, right? Right. Okay. So that's what he does as his finishing move now. So what? But
2: then what? That, when then what does he do with the bad guys? Then he, so he that, takes then them in. So, so they wake up in the Bat Cave. They're strapped <laughs> yeah. down. They see Batman. He's still got the cowl on the top part of his costume on, but he's like naked from the waist down. And he does a quick little tug, and scrolls he's like, a say my name, does a little hasty symbol on like the side of their face or something, and then. <laughs> Sort of just very slowly, just like unbuckles them and what? Well, you're free to go now? You <laughs> guys like, aren't you even going to do the Batman voice? Oh, sorry. You're free to go now. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, Wayne Manor. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, no, the Batguy. Because, <laughs> you know, he just comes, so he's got that kind of like, you know, tr- that truth serum, you know, like after, you, after you've come, like, like a girl can ask you anything. It's the same for Batman. See, that's the problem, is he keeps bringing supervillains back, but every time he ejaculates on the on the Joker, he, he tells him something, he tells him his true identity.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing, because he'd be like, maybe he's like, so, you know, the Joker's there, and, and he's making the Joker say, you know, yeah, who are you? Say my name, you know, because that's what turns him on. <laughs> so he's here, he's like, I'm Batman, I'm Batman, I'm Batman. Bruce Wayne. Oh, oh, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> so... No, then he takes them in, because they're criminals. Yeah. He doesn't just let them off. Mm. But that's like his Zorro doing his Z. Like, that's his finish. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is that okay? Would people be cool with that? Yeah, well, I don't understand. Yeah, look, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think
2: people would be cool with that. Uh, but is there, a, is there a reason why, like, is it just he's doing the symbol so... Because you can wash come off your face. It's not like the Phantom, where he punches you in the jaw with the skull. You know, you're marked for life as a criminal. As judged by the phantom, a guy wears purple tights and lives in a jungle with a bunch of pygmies. Yeah, right. So you're right to judge me. That's what I'd be saying if the phantom punched me in the jaw. It's like, hey, buddy, maybe you should take that high-powered sense of justice and perception and point it at yourself. Yeah. Mr. I like to feel like a big man around pygmies. <laughs> I live in a fucking skull cave, yet I'm some weirdo who needs me yeah. to be taught a lesson. Yeah. Fuck you, phantom. Fuck you, phantom. <laughs> you look at
1: yourself. That's what the Billy Zane... Be the Zane, change you want to see in the world, my friend. <laughs> That's what the Billy Zane movie should <laughs> <laughs> Just a lecture. Just every time you try to arrest someone, they just turn on and say, Mate, what are you doing? Look at what you're oh, Look at what you're doing. Head to toe spandex. In the jungle. It makes no sense. <laughs> Don't see a lot of women around here. Yeah, what's going on with that? And you pygmies, <laughs> You freak <laughs>
2: <laughs> Show us your face, you freak. So is Batman ejaculating on their face as a warning to other criminals? Yeah, so he's come up with a thing. What word of mouth?
1: Because it's much more effective if he scars them. No, Lucius uh, Fox has come up with some sort of thing that when like he in his bat semen it kinda of burns like just a scar into okay. there. So he has to drink like it's pineapple juice with a hint of acid. Yeah. <laughs> Well, pineapple juice is very acidic already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he but just...
2: <laughs> I don't think it's enough to make your gum burn through someone's flesh. It tastes delicious, but it burnt my throat out.
3: Are you I've got some about, good news
2: and some bad news. Talk, hang on. When you say it tastes delicious, but it burnt your throat out, is it still in pineapple juice form, or are you talking about the end of the process? I,
1: I was actually talking about the end of the process. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it applies either way. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, so there's some sort of... This is a weapon they've come up with. Yep. No and No pun intended. And it's to... Mr. Wayne, I've come up with a weapon. <laughs> come. And he's... Uh, and so he does it and it burns a little scar as a warning to other criminals. That's yep. exactly what happens. Okay, cool. Yep. All right. So... Uh,
2: how does he get the criminals back out of the Batcave once he's come on the face? Wouldn't it be much easier just to come on their face in an alleyway? No, oh, that's a good point, actually. No, you're right. That's a much better point. Because I think we waited him,
1: because we bled Dexter into the combat Batman. Yeah. I realized that yeah, for that one he really needed to be back at the Batcave.
2: Yeah. But for this one, No, he can just jack off. He can just say in an alleyway. He can just be flinging it from the Batman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. He could do a drive-by. I bit my wrist so I could bleed. <laughs> See the blood! <laughs>
2: go buy a sandwich from a deli they have to put on gloves as they handle your food right so surely you should be handled some kind of like i don't know latex uh, suit you slip on before you get inside that sweaty cash cow
1: here's what i was thinking the other day when i was watching uh, batman returns right that's the second one right yep. yeah i was watching batman returns the other night why <laughs>
2: It's because back- you, you wanted <laughs> to know if mistletoe was
1: poisonous if you eat it? Well, you know what the great thing is? Deadly.
2: Oh, deadly. Yeah. Sorry.
1: A kiss can be deadly oh, that's right. if you mean it.
2: <laughs> uh, Anybody to be- want a peanut?
1: <laughs> to be honest, that was part of the reason I was watching. Right, for that It one was line. on, and I was like, I am going to enjoy when they go with that. And I got to see both the setup and the payoff uh, yeah. of the mistletoe moments. <laughs> uh, but...
2: Well, Because no, that's right, because that's when they realise That's that, when she realises. Yeah, they're Not on the dance floor. the fact
1: floor. that they're two superhumans who look exactly the same as the people and they've been kissing and making out. No, yeah. that hasn't occurred to them <laughs> at any stage that their voices are exactly the same and they're clearly the exact people. But no, 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 no. An obscure phrase uttered. That's what trips them off. I was
2: actually thinking about Batman Returns the other day, specifically Catwoman. And I was thinking... Was Michelle Pfeiffer's? I mean, obviously, there's the Julie Newmar portrayal of Catwoman, but is Michelle Pfeiffer's cinematically so far the best Catwoman we've had? Is it better than Anne Hathaway's? I think it is. I it's say a, yes. I say, in terms of what the character is, like, the way she was created by getting licked by a bunch of cats after falling out of a window, obviously yeah. nonsensical. But the actual portrayal of the cat woman, I think is probably better than the Anne Hathaway one. And she
1: has, like, I mean, it's implied, or is it actually just a plot point that she has, like, more than one life? Like, does she die several times in it? Like, because there's a point... Twice. She does yeah. twice. Oh, and she... no, she gets shot a bunch of times as well. So right. I... So it is implied that she's been given the power of, like, nine lives, like a cat does. Yeah, at some really stage during the movie, she references that. She goes, I've got nine lives and I've only used seven of them or whatever it is. Yeah, how many bullets
2: you got left in that gun or something like
1: that? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually never really thought
2: about it. But you're right. Like there's an there's an element of mysticism in that Batman film. Like she has harnessed the power of cats.
1: Right. To to come up with and apparently what cats love is cat based wordplay. (laughs) Apparently, if you turn into a cat, everything you say in the rest of the movie has to be Not in the way a cat would say it, because I imagine cats um, having many more conversations about, I might just sit here for a while. Do you like sitting down? Mm. Has anyone got any fish? Yeah. But apparently what they really like to do is just work the words cat or like meow (laughs) into like different sentences. Yeah.
2: Well, she has the attitude of a cat, I think, more than Anne Hathaway, like in terms of that kind of... Cocky, arrogant, don't need you, you're beneath me. I think Michelle Pfeiffer had that going more than the, the Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway was more of like an aggrieved cat burglar. What was her story again?
1: Yeah, she was a cat burglar.
2: Yeah, but but she was, she was paying off a debt because she was on some list, right? That's yeah. why she kept... She wanted to go clean, Yeah, but she couldn't because she was on some...
1: And she needed the whatever, the universal eraser. I can't remember what they called yeah. it. Yeah. But the thing that didn't really exist. That's right. That's that Ben right. Mendelsohn had. Was it, oh, hang on, wasn't it Bane who was making a do, or was it Ben Mendelssohn? Yeah, it
2: was Ben Mendelssohn. So this is a problem with, <laughs> look, I know you love the Christopher Nolan films, but I reckon they would be so much better if they just streamlined the plots a little bit more. Like, there's way too much going on. And I'm so sick of films where some scientist has created something which bad guys have stolen and then going to reverse engineer into like something that's going to end the world if you're inventing that machine, like surely that would be a consideration that oh this shouldn't be easily modified but then become like a world killing machine, right? Well,
1: I mean that's an inherent flaw. Yes. But, you know, a lot of these machines that are for good can be also used for evil. I mean, that was the atomic bomb, right? Wasn't originally, that technology wasn't really originally developed to make bombs. What was it developed for? Microwaves. No, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> atomic wedges were originally atomic powered. It was just one guy trying to give a really good wedge. Well, you're splitting an atom to create energy. That's yeah. that's that's
2: what essentially uh, uh, like atomic power is, right? Yeah, sure. Let's guess about science. <laughs> So what would, so if the, the idea of splitting an atom to create energy, yes, that has good applications, but the idea of putting it in a giant metal cylinder filled with shrapnel or whatever, you know, goes into a bomb, I mean, that had
1: no, as soon as it goes in that metal cylinder, it only has one purpose. Yeah, but even then people might argue the relative merits or morality of bombs, you know, is there such a good thing as like a a good bomb, right? If you argue that, like, say America got rid of all their bombs, Mm -hmm. right? If they completely shut down, uh, you know, the US military, got rid of all the nuclear weapons, those sort of things, um, would that make the world safer? Well, what's that? What's what are they called? There's a term for it, isn't it? Where it's like you have weapons,
2: so no one else will fuck with you, that's, right? What's it, What's is there? You know what I'm talking about? The yeah, weapons, I do know what you mean, but yeah, I can't remember the that. term at the time. Because I guess it's like being in the states—the fact that everyone has a handgun. Like people yeah. say, "Oh, that's why people are so polite to you." You know, when right. you're driving and stuff, is because yeah. they don't know if you've got
1: a 12 gauge under your seat. I mean, it's it's. I'm reason- not sure that sound logic. <laughs> I mean, it's reasonable logic. Is it? I think so. Like, I often, if somebody cuts me off in L.A. traffic, I just go, you know what? They might have a gun. <laughs> do you really? So that yeah, is give them a little, little finger wave. That's all right, mate. I'm sure you're in a rush. Well, I do
2: remember being at a bar in L.A. about 10 years ago, and these guys were sitting at the table next to us, like, they took a dislike to me for some reason. So I was being a bit of a smart ass back to them. And then I did have someone say, hey, you shouldn't just mouth off to complete strangers in a bar in L.A. because you don't know if, you know, they've got guns. Something you never really have to consider in Australia. Like I can't fight. There's a high, high chance that if I mouth off to someone at a bar in Australia, I could get my head kicked in. But that's
1: yeah. you know, that's a risk. They I'm have muscles. To take. Yeah, yeah. They, they might not be armed, but they have arms. Arms. Yeah. Therefore, they could still hurt you. <laughs> so you only see Charlie giving shit to people who have no arms. <laughs> They're like, what's going on with Charlie? Jesus he gross. really seems to hate armless. He's people. hanging out at RSLs a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, geez, really? I mean, he's been very supportive of the Paralympics, but some of the stuff he yells over the fence is really offensive. What happened, Charlie? He got fucking kicked to death (laughs) the
2: other night. A guy with no arms kicked the shit out of him. It's
1: weird. Charlie's now working in rehab for jugglers who've had accidents in the workplace with chainsaws. It's very weird. Uh, So I'm watching Batman Returns, right? And uh, one of the things that occurred to me because at one stage Michael Keaton um, goes into he's like into the the bat cave yep. and he goes into his like batsuit room, yeah, his batsuit closet or whatever, yeah, it's vault, and he has like eight or ten or twelve hanging or on whatever. coat hangers, I hanging believe. on coat hangers, yeah. <laughs> so the batsuits—that's one of the things. That, straight, one, they're covered in plastic with a laundry tag still on them. <laughs> I think one of the things. <laughs> Well, that's, I guess you're actually getting to the point that I was going to try to ask you about, which is, is he ever putting on... Like, why does he need 12? Because they appear to be in Battle this. damage. Yeah, but 12? Well, yeah. I mean, okay, let's say, how often is he going out a week? Is he going out every night? Let's say he's going out every night. Every only night. You only need, like, like your jocks, seven days in Rio. Yeah. That's, that's what Alfred gets him for Christmas. Seven new Batsuits, one in each colour. No, I think... I think-
2: I think 10 is reasonable. I mean, the other thing, too, is if you were to go into maybe the comic book lore, Batman always has suits for different occasions. So maybe there's a tactical suit. Maybe there's a stealth suit. Maybe there's a... I mean, they do look exactly the same. They look
1: exactly the same. So if there is a stealth suit, and if there is a, surely you would keep them in separate places, so in a rush situation, (laughs) Batman didn't go down and grab what he thought was the stealth suit, (laughs) it was actually the, makes the noise of crickets cheeping when his phone rings suit. Like, I mean, they're just for different purposes. Well, I guess the thing about those
2: bat suits too, because they're those padded foam rubber ones, like it takes away, in the comic books, superheroes just wear the suit under their clothes, so they don't. They're never confronted with that situation of oh shit, like how quickly can I get this suit on? But that that bat suit would not fit well under like a normal business suit, would it? I mean, there it would not be like Gee, Bruce wines gone fat.
1: No, you certainly can't keep it on under your other things. No, just squeaking the rubber,
2: squeaking with every single
1: move you make. It's <laughs> a weird hat he's wearing too. It looks like it has <laughs> ears on it.
2: Yeah, I didn't even think of that because. He could wear the suit under his outfit, but he's still got that fucking bulky cow. You're right. Like, where's he carrying that? Does he well, have, like, a man bag? No,
1: I just assume he has it around his neck, like like a hoodie. A hoodie? Yeah, ah, it just therapy. hangs down the back. Yeah.
2: I don't think Bruce is really trying to protect his secret identity anymore. He literally had his cow
1: hanging off the back of his jumper like a hoodie. Like a hoodie. He said it was Friday night footy. What? <laughs> so weird. Um, so, yeah, there's, yeah. like, 12 suits. They all look exactly the same. Yeah. And so then it gets to me a question of laundry. Who's, mm. who's washing that? Who's cleaning them? How often are they cleaning them? Is he re, say you go out to thwart Alfred. like a, yeah, okay, but just give me, I'll ask you some okay. hypotheticals, okay, right? Sure. Say you've got 12 suits. Yep. But say, for example, like you've got like, you know, some clean Mm T-shirts and then you've gone to bed, but then suddenly you have to go outside and like let the dog out or you have to go outside and like put the bins out in the street or whatever. Yeah. So you grab a T-shirt and you wear it out into the street, you put the bins out Mm. and then you bring it back inside. Yeah. Does that just go back into the cupboard with all the other ones? Yes. Okay. So if you're Batman Mm. and you go out and you think it's going to be like the penguin or Catwoman or something like that, but it's just like an average burglar and you thwart the burglary or whatever... And you go home. Does mm. that bat suit then need to be washed, or is that just that a batsuit you can put on again?
2: Yeah, it depends on the nature of, of of the evening. Like if he if it was a a lot of combat, I imagine he's wanting to get a, a like for instance, when I go to the gym, I will I have my gym gear right, right, and I'll probably wear the same outfit two maybe three sessions in a row because it's like well. I don't. I'm gonna. My shittiest clothes will be the ones I work out in, and so I will wear them to the point where I've sweated too much, like where it's repulsive to take off. That's when I'll swap out a t-shirt. So I'd say Batman would do the same thing, where it's like with the batsuit. Average B and A. So
1: sometimes he's getting into like when he's about to go and fight crime, he has to get into like sneaky bat, bat suit. suit. Yeah, I think so.
2: I mean, there would have to be an occasion where, just say someone springs all the inmates out of Arkham, so uh-huh. he's working fucking like. Twenty hours a day for like a week. seven days for two weeks. Oh, for two weeks, right? okay. So he's he's right. burnt, so he's burnt through. Let's just say he's only got ten suits. Yeah. So a week and a half into it, he's burnt through it. And I'd say he's probably got Alfred doing other shit. Everyone, right. all Alfred has no day. time for laundry.
1: So in he, the middle of the Arkham Asylum crisis, so
2: he would go to his bat laundry basket, just pull out a suit, give it a bit of a <laughs> sniff. Which one stinks less? What can I get away with?
1: That'd be a great scene from the movie if he went to that room where the 12 were originally there was none left and he has to go over to the laundry basket. (laughs) Just sniff them. (laughs) Just go, I reckon I can wear this cow. Yeah. Uh, So Alfred's washing them, you think? Yeah. Either that or... Is everything that happens... Sends them to St
2: Kilda. Sends them down to... uh, The industrial... (laughs) The industrial dry
1: cleaners. Well, you can't... But they wouldn't be dry clean. They're made of like, you know, sort of rubber and armour and shit. So you're going to have to wash them What is the process of dry cleaning? I mean, that's a rabbit hole that I, you know, we've I have mean, already gone down. A few like, years, but.
2: is it actually you, they clean your clothes without
1: getting them wet? I mean, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that a weird question? No, it's one of those things that we all just accept. Dry cleaning. Yeah, it's dry cleaning. Oh, I'd dry clean only.
2: Yeah, you got to dry clean. So, that what might. are you doing when you dry clean?
1: You're spraying it with no powder, idea.
2: like odor eating powder. I think I asked my the because I get my clothes done at a laundromat, and I think I asked the guy once. And he couldn't answer it for me. He didn't even know where it was going. Made me realise that my laundromat's f- a front for a, a drug a drug operation. <laughs> he actually had no idea. because oh, we've never washed anything. No. Well, he said, we just send them off. We don't actually know right. what the process
1: yeah, is. Yeah, we're just a front. Yeah, exactly. For, <laughs> we're just the middle man. For a drug mate. operation. Uh, dry cleaning is any cleaning process for clothing and textiles. Oh, it's okay. So... Textiles, bat yeah, suits. So it might be dry clean only. Yeah. Imagine if it says that on the back of yeah. the <laughs> bat suits, dry clean only. It's,
2: like a, it's got a little picture of an iron
1: with a cross through it. You don't want to iron out those preset abs anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're meant to be there. they yeah. not wrinkles, mate. <laughs> uh, dry cleaning is any cleaning process for clothing and textiles using a chemical solvent other than water. Okay. Uh, it is used to clean fabrics that degrade in water. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, well, that makes sense, yeah, right? Like silk or whatever, and wool, and delicate fabrics that cannot withstand the rough and tumble of a washing machine and clothes uh, clothes dryer. Okay. So you would suggest that a bat suit could handle the
2: rough if that if the bat suit's handling the rough and tumble of like unarmed combat, then it can handle a fucking
1: washing machine. Yeah, but you don't want it to shrink either, do or you? fade. Right. Like, oh yeah. Imagine know, he's but, going out there in like a, like a grey bat suit. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why oh, they were here? Rat Man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Or it just got like just got patches, just faded patches all over it because he left it in the
1: sun. Yeah, or, or yeah. Or he put it in with some colours. <laughs> there was like one red sock, one brand new Robin! sock in there. <laughs> Wash your clothes at your own goddamn place. All right, it's the back cave, not a laundromat. Uh, and you know the worst thing is too that basic black does show cat hair really, uh, really yeah, badly yeah. too. So that's going to be tough. Um. Uh, unlike what the name implies, dry cleaning is not a dry process. Oh, here we, there go. we go. Now we're getting deep on dry cleaning. Uh, clothes are soaked in a solvent other than water, tetrachloroethylene, tetrachloroethylene. Yeah. Uh, which the industry calls perk. Ooh. Yeah, fair enough. It's easier. It's sounding more and more like a drug fraud. <laughs> doesn't it? It's not dry at all. Yeah. You got to get the perk. Yeah, man. I. I need some perk, man. Can you help PERC. me with some perk? I'm good for it. I got a stain on my suit. I need some perk, man. And it is the most widely used solvent. Okay, so perks. you got to get some perks. Uh, alternative solvents. Okay, yeah, okay, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I guess my question is,
2: so it's a liquid. It's a chemical liquid. Yeah. Is it still sloshed around? Is it applied in the
1: same way? Does well, it... this is what I would like to know. I want to know how it actually works. Oh, you on the Wikipedia page yeah, for dry cleaning? A uh, process. Here we, Here go. we go. Yeah, go, yeah. Uh, a dry cleaning machine. Oh, so it's a machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, is similar to a combination of a domestic washing machine and a clothes dryer. Okay, all in one. Okay, well, that so far that doesn't give us much information. I've stayed in, like, you know, service departments that have a washing machine that turns into a dryer, yeah. and they're the worst. <laughs> uh, garments are placed in the washing or extraction chamber, yes. uh, referred to as the basket or drum, which constitutes the core of the machine. Okay, yeah, sure. The washing chamber contains a horizontal perforated drum mm. that rotates within an outer shell. Okay, they're we, they giving us a little just, bit too much yeah, information yeah. here, mate. Uh, somebody's been asked how dry cleaning works and has really lent into it. Um, all right, okay. During the wash cycle, the chamber is filled mm. approximately one third full of solvent okay. and begins to rotate, <laughs> agitating the clothing. The solvent temperature is maintained at thirty degrees Celsius, mm-hmm. uh, as a higher temperature may damage it. During the wash cycle, the solvent in the chamber, commonly known as the cage or tackle box... Bullshit. ...in the tackle box, uh, is passed through the filtration chamber and fed back into the cage. This is known as a cycle and continued for the wash duration.
2: Right. So the the solvent sucks out the gunk. It gets passed through the filter. The filter traps the gunk and then the chemicals come through for a second go.
1: The solvent's then removed and sent to a distillation unit. Where it's um, turned into ice. But it's turned into ice, yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, there you go Um, not all stains can be removed by dry cleaning so this is last story my life well this is (laughs) the Charlie Clausen story
2: (laughs) oh you seem to have spit a lot of toothpaste on your pants yeah Uh, Yeah. I don't know how that got there
1: just love brushing my teeth (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay so this is what Batman needs to know though or Alfred needs to know whoever's doing the laundry because not all stains so um, not all stains hashtag. Not all hashtag. Not all stains. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, what, what's what well, doesn't say though? Oh my God! Don't don't tell me that some not all stains ca- ca- can be removed, and then not explain what stains can't be.
2: Um, I guess it would depend on, though. They couldn't. They couldn't specify because it, it depends on the material and the stain. I'm sure it's oh, a combination, point.
1: right? No, that's actually a good. Point. But
2: I nothing would stain a batsuit.
1: Um. Who washes? The bat suit, yeah. Surely there's some information on this, right? Who want, washes the bat suit? Uh, Forum, <laughs> of course. Forum. How does Batman wash his outfit? There you go. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Um, all right. I mean, I think the thing though with this is,
2: are we talking? Because the, in the comic book, it's a cloth suit. Like you know, it's like j- Jimmy jams. He he
1: slides on, so you could just throw that in the wash. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, he could be wearing that to bed yeah. in case there's an emergency in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, if Al- everyone seems to be agreeing that Alfred is the person who's responsible for the bat suit maintenance. Yeah. How does Alfred have time for butlering? Because if he's doing stuff, like all the things that we assign to Alfred, all the things that we're constantly like, yeah, so oh, Alfred he, does that.
2: He does field dressings, yep. he does communications, he runs drones, he sort of monitors the Batcave or Batman's on a mission. Keeps the computers up to date. Up to date is, oh, I'm constantly clicking updates.
1: Right, constantly. <laughs> like, And often for times where like Bruce isn't getting involved for like seven years, yeah. but Alfred's still that down there installing the latest update of Adobe just in case of emergency, right? He's overqualified I know we've talked about this before but he's overqualified to be a butler yeah but he's not I think the butler's just his cover right what he really is
2: is well, he's, would you say he's a mentor no he's the if you are if you if you if if someone becomes your ward what are you to them he's basically their
1: guard. he's a guardian. Right. He's a guardian. What's he getting paid? Is he getting paid butler wages, or is he getting paid... I reckon he gets butler wages, but
2: with some oh, on over table time. perks. You know yeah. what I mean? He would probably have stock in Wayne, Enter- Wayne Enterprises and, and stuff like that. I think the weird thing is, how do you... If you are a child who has grown up with this butler who decides to go on this mission of vengeance, how do you talk him into... Like, how did the first conversation go where Bruce was like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this thing. Um, I'm not sure if you're interested, but um, I'm going to uh, avenge my parents' death by dressing up like a bat and going out into the night and beating up on criminals. What I really need is someone who can fix my, you know, give me uh, uh, field dressings if I get injured, um, knows how to operate the computer, can, you know, do some surveillance for me. uh.
1: Basically what I'm saying is, uh, I've got an idea for a plan where I get all the glory, but you do all the work. (laughs) Yeah. I know for years it's just been making toast and stuff. But I've got a I've got a new direction. By the way, you're in your 70s. <laughs> Would you like to get involved well, in a life-threatening I mission?
2: think they retconned his backstory. Yeah. Where yeah, he was... was like, yeah, special, yeah,
1: ex-Special Forces.
2: Ex-Special Forces. Like, that's why, yeah, he's, he's like the Jason Statham. In fact, that's who should be Alfred, not Jeremy Irons. Can you imagine Jason Statham as, like, a grumpy, crotchety, cockney Alfred? I absolutely <laughs> yeah, can. That'd be awesome. Fantastic.
1: Well, like, maybe you could do a. off. Wash your like, own
2: fucking Batmobile.
1: Well, how about a spin-off, though? About yeah. Alfred's kind of earlier years. Like, you know, m- maybe when young Bruce is away. That
2: would be ha- underway. A hundred percent, I guarantee. Haven't they done that on Gotham or something? That sounds like something that would have been done already. Oh, but that could be a movie, right? The early Jason years- Statham is Alfred. But isn't it the same... For- yeah, it could be a movie. But do you just completely separate it from the Batman universe? Or do you just have a shot at the end where he returns home and has to pick up young Bruce from school or something.
1: Yeah, no, I, you could set it like in that time that um, Bruce is away. Yeah. But don't you have the problem? I mean,
2: who is good? Do you, what I'm saying is why don't you just make a completely new property? Like if you're only going to reference, okay, sure. That this guy goes to be Bruce Wayne, but couldn't you just do the same story about like a, a guy who was a fucking special forces killer, who then became a butler and not actually attached to the Batman universe. Cause that seems to me to be ripe with possibilities.
1: I mean, yeah, but I also like the idea that it's also Alfred. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This guy is like, you yeah, know, I'm in the special forces, but you know, what my real passion is which way you lay out the cutlery. <laughs> you,
2: you know, you're just fucking working at your computer one night, baggers over your head. Next thing you know, you're on a fucking wooden platform. Uh, there's all these kind of villagers standing around, and like you, there's other people and they're looking scared, and a guy's like, "Here we go." He's like a six foot two Australian, uh, you know. What what am I going to hear from him? Like, how much do you reckon you get? paid? Well, like how much do you reckon you get to? If they start from two hundred fifty dollars,
1: what, what what are the, What are they buying? Like, what are they? What what are their areas of speciality? Why do they need a slave? Uh, like, like a, it's a, it's, a, it's definitely a rule because if it's, it's some, if it's, it's for something a, like you know making shoes in a f- sweatshop. I'm not going to go for much at all because my fingers aren't nimble and I don't really have any particular okay. coordination.
2: Let's say um, it's uh, a, a, you actually go to like a, it's a medieval slave show, yeah. so it's okay. like a rural town. So they need like blacksmiths. Farmers. Yeah, I'm going
1: to till the fields. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Like, or that. like
2: yeah. So what? A how manual labor. A. How much do you reckon you go for? B. What do you reckon? What task do you you'd be given?
1: Right. So it's medieval style tasks but in modern day cash. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean we wouldn't be able to. Leave. We <laughs> in wouldn't be <druchma>. <laughs> That's my will how many denier
2: <laughs> pay me in copper coins how many copper coins Will Anderson
1: um, would you fetch I think and, I'm, and the like, bidding
2: starts at $250 yeah, so and that's
1: like is that like a standard pro- what's the standard price for a slave I'd say the cap is 10000 yeah. and what does the average slave go for though
2: 5600 five,
1: six, five, five, six,
2: f- 5, <laughs> $5,600 $5,600 yeah, yeah that's the average price for a slave Fifty six hundred will get you a good land worker. Um, like under five thousand, you'll get like someone who will fetch water, um, really menial task cleaning that kind of shit. Um, and then up. What's the ground, what's ten grand getting you? Ten grand's is getting you like uh, an athlete, like yeah. someone who is uh, well, you know, an, an either an entertainer. Yeah. So like someone who's like a dancer or, or some kind of like magician or some kind of slave, like either an entertainment value. So when you have your parties or just a really good fucking like a, a worker, like physically strong, you know, can work the fields and also leadership ability. So like Jonathan Brown would fetch like a 10 grand price tag. Six and a half grand. you go for six and a half? I reckon
1: i get six and a half grand. And, I am,
2: and what job are you getting?
1: Well, I think I would be like uh, a bit of a hole filler. Um, well, it's a
2: male prostitute.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, mostly, I you know, I'd obviously be just doing manual labor and uh, I don't think that I reckon maybe about two, two and a half grand in my price is my manual labour price. Like, I'm going to work in the fields, I'm going to work around. I'm I'm a pretty... Like, I'm not a physically fit person or a person that has chosen to, uh, you know, spend my life like, building shit. So I don't have a great range of skills. Yeah. but oh, You I, grew up
2: on a farm, though. Yeah,
1: I grew up on a farm. I go to the gym. Like, I'm not... I, I actually am strong enough to do something if I, you know, actually fucking put my ass in gear and did it. <laughs> Um, and I actually am quite dedicated. Like when I, you know, so I think that I would have application and I think that my comedy skills would be handy every now and again. Comedy <laughs> skills. You said our trainers were going for 10 grand.
2: Yeah. That's a quad jester, dude. Yeah. A quad jester could also be an under $3,000 retard. I'm can, just i can,
0: saying. I could
2: spend three grand and get someone like really hilarious. A guy keeps slapping himself in the face because he's brain damaged. <laughs> or I pay what? Six and a half grand and get you. Cause you can work the fields a bit as well. Yeah. No way, dude. Work the fields, work the
3: rooms.
2: (laughs) That's what I would be doing. You'd be like Maximus. That'd become your family crest. Work the fields, work the rooms.
1: And I could really do it, but I could... Your crest would be a plough and a microphone, crisscrossed. That's all from me. Tip your wenches. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here all week. Try the mead. Uh no, I think I would be able to bring like a bit of that sort of I could make jokes about like, you know, what's been going on around the farm and around the yeah. thing. Like if there's a birthday or a special occasion somebody's Do you reckon
2: there was any slave stand up comedians? Wouldn't it be considered like an insult that you're slave, you know?
1: I, you could have a, you could have a court jester. They'd be like funny slaves. I mean a court just is slaves. Kind of. I mean they live or die at the whimsy of the king. But the the court really? jester, yeah. Okay, so give me the breakdown of a court jester. Well, the court jester was... uh, And that's where the stand-up comedy grows out of the tradition of the court jester. The noble tradition of the fool. (laughs) That's true. Which is the fool was the only person who was allowed in medieval times to criticise the king. Like, or any criticism that was done of the royalty back in those days was done by the court jester. So in some ways, they were the most powerful voice in the kingdom because they were the only person who was allowed whose job
2: it was is this the fairy tale that comedians tell each other (laughs) this is true before they go to bed
1: this is and the comedian (laughs) was the most powerful one of all for one
2: of his devastating observations could bring a king to his knees (laughs) like dude no one thinks that for comedians (laughs) That is
3: the truth. Oh,
2: shut up. That's the truth. You're like M. Night Shyamalan and Lady in the Water and one of his characters is a writer
1: who will one day save the world. I'm sorry to tell you, but all I'm saying to you is actually just historical fact. So... You can uh, judge it how you will, but I'm just telling you the truth. When they
2: make the biopic about the first court gesture, it'll be like Daniel Day-Lewis. It'll be like Braveheart for fucking comedians. You'll Mate, all be there. If you
1: don't enjoy these truth bombs that are being dropped <laughs> in your hurt locker, then <laughs> just... But this oh. is... So this was the... But no, but okay. I'm a... but the downside of this great power that you're able to criticise the king was <laughs> Well, I'm what found yeah. That you lived or died by the whimsy of the king. So if you went too far, if you crossed the line, if you did a chaser-style, uh, you know... some bin Laden sketch. Sketch or, yeah, kids uh, dying kids, bit, bit of material, the king could, you know, kind of off you and then they'd bring in a new So that gesture. was
2: his, right. Yeah. That joke was so bad. Not only did you die on stage, yeah. you shall die in life. You shall life.
1: die. I think that's where it came from. Really? <laughs> no. Oh. But, but could have.
2: Yeah. So. so do you also, um, do you think comedians identify with the Joker? That they're like, yeah, man, we're all fucking like masking our deep twisted inner soul with like, you know, this clown image.
1: I've never identified with the Joker. I would suggest that most comedians would identify more with the Riddler. Really? Yeah. Well, he was, uh, he, I mean, he was much more in the style of stand-up comedy. Like the Riddler was like. You're
2: talking about like the TV show. TV show, I don't know why that intonation was like that. The TV show Riddler.
1: That is true, I am. Yeah. but Frank
2: Gershon or whatever his yeah, name was.
1: Yeah, it was kind of a, a very much a stand-up comedy style. But he was a, there weren't a bunch of comedians on the Batman TV series? Wasn't um, Cesar Romero a comedian? Yeah, heaps. There was actually, a, I think, a... Bunch of comics. Yeah, comics yeah. did that show. And no, I, I've never identified with the Joker. because I, 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 I heard a, a good
2: sort of... When people were talking about Heath Ledger's Joker, um, this guy's reviewing the film, He's saying why he reckons Heath got the Joker so right was that um, uh, when a Joker makes a joke, while he's laughing, everyone else in the room should be crying or vomiting. Yeah, everything he says is meant to be kind of funny, entertaining, but he's the only one laughing. And in, in, in actual fact, what he he's doing is doing is horrific, and that's exactly kind of what you got with Heath's Joker. Like he was, he was so fucking evil in that film.
1: Oh, I mean, it was just it. I I can't still, to this day, believe that... Like, when Jack Nicholson did it, I just went, all right.
2: That's it. That's done. Yeah, bookmark that. Yeah,
1: no one else is going to get to have a go at that. That is is what it is. And now I can't think of anything but Heath Ledger's portrayal of that character. I watched that movie... Every three days. Yeah, you do. not
2: This is true. My computer is, if any of you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that my computer went down for about a week, and so I borrowed Will's old computer for a while, and I was just working one night, and I hit the wrong button, and the dark night started, like it was 15 minutes into the dark night, and it's like on his hard drive, the dark night, to watch and in case of emergency. Dark night, on your laptop. I do. I
1: honestly... And it's been on TV here as well recently. Yeah, we watched it the other night. (laughs) I do. I watch it about every three days. And wherever I turn on the movie, all I go is, oh, this is my favourite bit. Yeah. This is my favourite bit.
2: It's a pretty solid film. I mean, I have the one complaint that most people have, which is, I reckon... I don't
1: think most people have this complaint, by the way. Really? Yeah. That Two-Face is... I think you've had this complaint and it 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 makes me judge you. Really? Yeah. Look, I I don't think it...
2: it, it, it takes away from the film that significantly, but I ah, think it Explain to people
1: what the fault is, you think. The
2: Two-Face is introduced. Harvey Dent, who yes. becomes Two-Face, uh, you know, he, uh, they, ter- they could have saved his turn until the end and then run it into the third film because they sort of introduced the bad guy. He, he falls to the dark side and then he's dead within, what, half an hour of turning? And you don't get any... No battle with Batman just one kind of angry conversation on an abandoned building site. Like I would have liked to have seen him as the next villain.
1: I I understand what you're saying, but I just think that that character like grounded what the heart and through line of that film was. And it gave the Joker such a powerful thing to do, which was to bring, you know, someone down, someone so good down. I think that really kind of worked as a parallel story to his, you know, and I think we would have lost the anchor to what the, like, you know, imagine it was like a... It's like a hot air balloon or something like I that. understand, Like, I... you know, the Joker was able to just soar so melodramatically and, and as a, like, anarchic character yeah. because you had this, like, sort of sensible da yeah. heart and but you could because still have Batman, done that. You... in that movie, you wanted Batman to become corrupted by it as well. Yeah. You needed you to kind of know that. you could have done
2: that with the film ending with, like, Harvey sort of hitting the ground and not dying, you know? And he's in a hospital and it's like, it's too late. It's too far gone. The Joker's won. He turned the best of us into the worst of us and then spun that into the third film. But they killed him off. It's like, well, no, I, want to see, I mean, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of, the,
1: of what Harvey Dent does now. I guess so. But th- But that was kind of so pivotal to that final scene. I thought that, yeah, he really needed to become the Dark Knight because, you know, to cover up what, Harvey yeah, but then you
2: and you could have thrown in like you could have killed like a, a innocent bystander or just like create another character like a like a deputy mayor that dies and Batman says blame that on me.
1: Yeah, I guess so, but I don't think that would have had the like. I mean, you really like he's being the hero for the hero. You know, yeah. what I mean, like stepping in for the. I mean, I must, the guy who was the symbol. Like they say that so often in that film that Harvey was the, 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 the white symbol. Knight. You know, yeah. the White Knight, and so I think it's just that perfect balance with yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. My only complaint with The Dark Knight is that it doesn't go for another nine hours.
2: Yeah. Like, I would have... You could have stayed in that wor- world forever. Just keep making the movie. Yeah. Bring
3: in. <laughs> new-
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great
2: <laughs> idea. Someone should do that. There should be... Some, if, if, if someone was crazy enough, they could bankroll, like, a $2 billion yeah. movie. What should- happened the next day?
1: I'm happy to see well, the kind of those doing characters that with like Twilight.
2: I guess aren't they spinning that shit out for? But you know what the thing is with those and characters? And then they just reboot it again after every fucking. I'd season. love
1: to see Christopher Nolan have made a movie. What happened in like Gotham the next day? Yeah, and it might have just been them going around the business, cleaning up. Right. Batman, you know, kind of... Cutting, you
2: know, cutting the Joker down, putting yeah. him into a gurney, wheeling him away.
1: Yeah, I mean, so having to clean up all those televisions that exploded.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, there is actually a lot of damage. Yeah, the two ferries arriving, the yeah. criminals getting let off, you know. Yeah. The, the civilians getting let off the other one.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were such great characters, I would have been happy to Maybe see just, just come to
2: a room with an old guy reading a book who had no idea any of this was going on. Just yeah. like a five minute <laughs> scene of him just reading. <laughs> And then his son rings and says, Dad, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, why? And he's like, didn't you really? The the Joker had said
1: bombs off all around hospitals and was going to blow up ferries. One of my favourite, like, I mean, it's not a flaw, but one of those moments where you just go, this is a comic book movie and it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't really matter to the plot. But there's that great scene where the Joker comes into, they're they're having the benefit for Harvey. Yeah, yeah. At Bruce Wayne's place. And then... Are you Harvey? Yeah. Are you Harvey? (laughs) Are you Harvey? I want to know how I got my scars. (laughs) Very good, huh? It's it's my favourite scene. Uh so uh, there's that beautiful scene where so Maggie Gyllenhaal's gone out the window and then that you know Batman has to go and dive and they Let her go. Yeah. Poor choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> so they land and like and he saved her, and she's like, Let's not do that again, right? Okay, yeah. that's the scene. But all I ever think is the Joker and his henchmen are still up there yeah. with all the people from your party. Yeah. They could be being, like, murdered and raped uh, and
2: whatever. Now, nah, it'd be great to cut back and, like, all the hoons are doing that kind of sideways, you know, like a B-boy stance. you got the Joker just fucking backspinning <laughs> and the crowd are all just like... Doo,
1: doo, 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 doo. The bat dance from the original Batman <laughs> yeah. film has come on and the Joker's just gone Go, 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 go with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And where and where is the
2: Batman?
3: Bat dance.
2: I used to think that song was so fucking badass. Have you heard that song recently? It is terrible. That is the equivalent of the Black Eyed Peas. That was Prince doing a Black Eyed Peas song. Bat dance. It's just it's a it's a an amalgam of so many different fucking songs. It's terrible, and Mm. it went to number one. Really? Because it was from the Batman soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Okay. I'm Charlie Clausen.
1: I'm Will Anderson.